The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respected managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode, the first episode for March 2019. Name of the episode is Pre Malone. You'll figure out why eventually here. Uh, we got a, It's a good show. A um, lot of stuff happening on it. We tackle some of these controversies that are happening. Bad geekdom, we talk about that a bit. But I want you to listen to uh, the broken news. We, we're going to run down as many details as we have of the new Star Wars land in Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we got a lot of great details on that, so you're going to love that. want to thank our sponsors, of course, for paying for the party, as they always do. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection opens seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free as well. 2043 East, 3300 South is Dr. Volt's. Also, Cabin Fever, carrying a large selection of awesome merchandise from lava lamps, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, magic, and more at the corner of 500 South and 700 East at the heart of Trolley Square. It's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Also, Haster Games. Uh, Mondays are now board game nights at Haster Games, so you can stop in and play some great games with some great people. They have a couple of weekly groups. Why don't you stop by and talk to them about it? Uh, Haster has open board gaming all the time. You can grab any one of their games from their 300-game library and give it a try. 6831 South State, it's Haster Games. All right, let's get to this episode. name of the episode is Pre Malone. I think you will enjoy Welcome back to the basement. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, here we go. You all right? No. No? No, no, I'm fine. He has a sword for no reason. Doesn't make any sense. Maybe you should give that sword to me, Lee. Do I need a reason? Mm. (laughs) Oh, shit, Lee's got a sword. (laughs) Oh, no, at least... I thought you were talking about me. I thought you were making it up. Lee has a sword. I don't like that Lee has a sword. Lee's taking that sword... To get it sharpened for me. Yeah, yeah. He's got the fastest reflexes. I actually, of all have. Us. I feel like this is an unsafe workplace right now. <laughs> Come oh. join me at the kids' table, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I might move over. <laughs> Give him some space to brandish that. I'll be fine. You have you have equipment to uh, sharpen. That's it. what I do. she said. <laughs> actually, uh, I was I was I was gifted a real katana about four months ago. Uh, Hattori so Hanzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's real. It's like a six hundred dollar sword. It's, it's, it's balanced perfectly. It's, a, it's about it's about seven inches longer than this one. And uh, it's Hanzo. It's razor fucking sharp. Mm. And so Jesus. I have to I have to once a month take it out and and wipe it down with the cloth and sharpen it and put the oil on it. And put no, it so in the you're not like you Paul the Samurai to, from the Tick. You have to. If you cut pull yourself, that sword out, you have to cut. You yeah, have, it, has it has to have blood. It has to taste blood every time it's drawn. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm only. I'm keeping it sharp because when the time comes, it needs to be sharp. What is yeah. the time? No, it's <laughs> any day the now. The earthquake. Like, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you were talking about Thursday. How, yeah. You know, you were talking about how you and the dogs are going to be out in the street. That's the time I've been trained for. Mm-hmm. Yep. we're all going to team up. I'm when Shannon just has a roving band, we're all going to die together. You'll all be safe. I'll take care of you. <laughs> Lee is going to take care of us. Lee George K. I never. sure will. Oh, but in the meantime, until those times, and uh, until the time that I and my sword are needed, I'll be writing articles about uh, comic books and the TV shows and some movies for Bleeding Cool. Uh, it's been an exciting, an exciting ramp up of this career. I didn't know I was going to have six months ago. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's 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 been really exciting. Um, Check it out. All right. It's, it's Nifty Keen. Hey, can I have an Imperator title when you uh, 
Will you take over? You'll be my sword. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just want to kill men. I'm Whoa! actually all over that. I, I really would just think it would be fantastic if we gave you some swords and your job was to smash toxic patriarchy. Oh, you know what? Really it's funny? already your job, but I would love it if we could put you into action. Have you, you read Why the Last Man? Yes, I have. You know the, mm-hmm. the Amazons that they do the traditional cut uh, off one boob so they can shoot, bo- yeah. shoot boats and ar- bows and arrows? I want a legion of those. Do you? Gee, I wonder if they'll yeah. do that on the TV series. I, think that'd be I, rad. Doubt, I doubt they Starring will. Shia LaBeouf? I, I, I don't think they've cast it yet. I just keep doing that because he's always like the kid in comic book movie. Well, in Constantine. <laughs> well, not anymore. He's, he's a little old. He's old he's and he's old. all yeah. fucked up. You I, know what? I Actually, I think he could play. Yorick? Yorick. I think he's got an eye patch now. The I don't cast- think he can do it. <laughs> the casting for Why the Last Man really comes down to Ampersand. Yeah, it it's does. Ampersand it's got to be the monkey. Any monkey. Just- and, and it's so hard because um, Any the monkey from... Friends is dead. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Marcel? Ikea monkey is Marcel also is dead. dead. Sure. But but after seeing how well they did with with uh, Pogo, the Pongo, the chimpanzee butler from mm-hmm. Umbrella well, Academy. That's a, well, that's a cartoon character. Well, let me just suggest a, a living working actor. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Big great. Oh, that would be good. This ampersand. Really just would. like shrink him down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's really. Like, Yorick! He's Yorick! really. He's really actually only 16 inches tall, fully extended. Well, yeah. he he did play Dr. Zayas in that one Zayas, Planet Zayas. of the Apes movie we don't talk about. I mean, he was the only good part. <laughs> Lee just drew his sword. sword. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I really is, don't. This is 2019 Lee. It's not 90s Lee. That's 90s true. Lee with a sword. Oh, he's in there somewhere. He is. He's waiting. He's rattling around in there. Push him down. Push him down further. (laughs) Let me out, Papa. Push it down. Let me out, Papa. Pop up. The streets want to (laughs) bleed. Push it down. Let's go eat some leaves and fucking clean the streets. Shannon Barnson, everybody. He Uh, wants to clean the streets. I don't give a fuck about the streets. (laughs) We had some Uh, times, didn't we, We had some times. We did. Didn't we? We really sort of... I don't know. You'll have to remind me. Yeah. I, was say, <laughs> I don't remember. If you I've got to, it all written down. If you have down. to ask, then you probably did. <laughs> yeah. I've got it written down. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll review. Yeah. Um, everything's great. Um, <laughs> That's when you know it's not. It took too long uh, for you to say uh, that. Uh, come to my pub quiz. Yeah. Wednesdays? I, you should really take advantage of it. Because oh, who knows if it's going to be around. Yeah. like you Eight might, o'clock. You might get some cool job somewhere. Nope, not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 8 o'clock, Lucky 13, Wednesdays. You know. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Because so there's got, a Lucky 13 in San Diego. Well, we got, we got yeah. listeners all over the place. We even have I heard of, that we have 20,000 listeners. Or something I, like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, my friend in Hawaii with a brain tumor. Yeah. No, I, I've, 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 hey. heard, I've heard upwards of 45,000 listeners. Shout but out I to believe Tim. those numbers were inflated by someone who had every reason to make it sound I, like we have uh, I honestly, I stopped looking. 20,000, 20, though. Because, because we, we had numbers, and then we had numbers, and right. then, then there were, then there were you know, other like numbers, we, and then they started gathering you know the numbers we differently. We should start a Patreon and, and like, you know. send us a buck a week. Man, and then we could all quit our jobs. Yeah, there oh, we, we could go. finally do that Target no, shopping if, spree. Because if twenty thousand yes. <laughs> people, if twenty thousand people sent us a dollar a month, and we just split that, between, I'm not good at math. How many dollars is that? That's, that's a lot of ramen. Twenty thousand dollars a month. <laughs> that's I could get a case of ramen and a case of spam at the beginning and of every month and live on that. Set according yeah. according to my accountant, my wife and I only made fourteen dollars last year. Nice. So oh, he's a good accountant. He's a good accountant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can confirm. Uh, <laughs> yes, te- that's a Texas size ten four. Good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the episode. Now. Letter Kenny. 
Texas Texas size Texas size ten four. Uh, he is like the uh, designated driver and producer of the program. Quad T hey. to tall Tony. Hey, hey. I'm too good tall for too. What though? Too tall for a lot of things, actually. Right, yeah. you're too tall to wash dishes. Uh, like, what's up? What's the problem? Yep. No, uh, no I, I counter re- spaces yep. are always too short. Yep. So your belly gets so your belly gets wet all the time. No, it's oh. not. That. Oh, that's the worst. If I'm washing my hands in the bathroom, I have to make sure I lean out because if not, the the wetness from the counter gets right on the bottom of my t-shirt. You looks like I pissed myself. It looks like you pissed yourself. Yep. Yeah. What, what most people do not realize is that your standard kitchen is built for five foot ten. Yeah. That is the average height of the American. So I'm and six. I'm Six three, which means it actually hurts and, to wash dishes because I have to bend over sucks. to wash. And dishes. Tony's seven foot two. You're Close. Right, yeah. I'm six foot six, but okay. you're you're in the right area. Well, I, I know <laughs> Pen Gillette when he had the when he lived in the prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He doesn't anymore. But he had to have all of his countertops. That's one thing that in the house, specially. I would I would love if I had the money someday to specially design height my all my stuff in my house. Well, That'd it's be awesome. it's funny because I bought my house from from Wookie Paul. Yes. Yeah. So about did he height. make it tall? Some of the counters are, are Paul awesome. height, but you know. But you should because you're, I mean your wife's kind of tall. Yeah, she's well. Yeah, for a girl, she's she's five ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so, yeah, that's for a girl, she's pretty tall. Average. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll work. Yeah. I have to I have to hop up to do anything. The, one of the biggest problems <laughs> is actually uh, mirrors in houses and bathrooms. Yep. They always come up to my Adam's apple. Like that's oh. where the top of the mirror is usually. You're like all the adults in peanuts. So yeah, I have <laughs> to I have to squat down if I want to see my face my, in a mirror. My favorite thing about buying a house from a tall man is that uh, the shower head yes. was actually installed. We did that by a giant. We did that in our master bathroom. And yeah, put so a tall shower like, head. My my wife takes a shower and she's like, "It's fifty feet above me." I take a shower. I'm like, "Wow, it actually hits the top it's of my, my head." Eye. I don't yeah. gotta stoop down. Yeah. Uh, check me out on Twitter for tall guy <laughs> jokes at Quad T Tony. <laughs> Uh, or every week here on the Geek Show, or every other week All on right. the Gadget Spot. Thank you very much, uh, Jimmy Martin. Uh, visiting family, not here, but uh, returning champion. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping the chair warm. Jimmy's budding uh, drug trafficking business is going really well. Mm-hmm. No, he's visiting family. <laughs> <laughs> family. Um, Kari is here. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, follow me on twitch.tv slash peachy Kari. That's like peachy keen. You can follow me on Twitter at Peachiestkari. I can't guarantee. Oh, you know what? I changed I, my. Here's the thing. You what? always say that like your your. Um, I, I like your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. My Instagram uh, is it's heavily cute. moderated. It's always like. Well, like, except that time I was cats. post Malone for Halloween. That was great. Um, that was, Everybody loved that. That Are was you terrifying. I was really good though. I did a good job. Oh, right? and you got those cats. Fucking post Malone. Jesus. Um, I actually changed my Instagram handle to Peachy.Kari. So, you oh, know, for uh, consistency's sake, peachy.kari. Do you know Post Malone's the first time I felt old? Yeah, but me too, though. Really? So that's trying why to, I was Trying to figure out Post Malone is like, uh, I think I'm old. Yeah, SoundCloud rappers uh, are definitely Well, I've said it before. Uh, Post Malone, he looks like the 1% of viruses that Lysol will not kill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he is the human personification <laughs> well, of that. Yeah. You become and, that which you are afraid of for Halloween. And, and I'm so old, I'm pre-Malone. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's Pre Malone, our host, oh. Carrie Jackson. That is That's the name Carrie of the episode. Carrie Jackson. Carrie, you finally got to name an episode. Alone, I named an episode. You, you get to bask in that. The view. curse is broken, folks. Uh, that means I'm the show now. A new era dawns when <laughs> Carrie <laughs> names the episode. It means everything's going to hell after <laughs> Yeah. Uh, everything's um, going to hell now. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. All right. His song was good in the Spider Verse movie. It was. It, it was. was, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
He seems like a really nice guy, actually. He lives here in Salt Lake. Yes. He's got a, um, but yeah. he's like, don't talk to me. No, we see him everywhere, and all you have to do is a, a head nod. You know, yeah. the, the head you nod. You know where you bring the does, chin up? Yep. You know you know who else lives in town that yeah. I used to do that to, and I, I really wish I'd just kicked his ass when who? I had the chance? Uh, Orrin Hatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, was, he, was across, he was across the counter from me at a, an actual, at a Whole Foods uh, mm-hmm. a couple years back, and I was yeah. like, really? All it would take is just a moment of frantic action, and I could... I could end this. Yeah. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you know I got banned from his uh, Facebook from Orange Warren Good for because you. like every time like he would um, put up a picture or mm-hmm. somebody would put up a, a picture of him, I would tag him as Orange Gross Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and it took like a year, but finally I'm like, fuck you, real mature Shannon. Hammer. <laughs> it took a year. Wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why Orin would go to Whole Foods. I mean, he knows supplements. He, he oh, okay. I was gonna say he it's knows. Just- He's the, he knows he's, that he's not welcomed by the people that no, shop there. Right? Uh, I can't do the invitation as good as you. He, he, he's uh, really big on supplements, herbal yes. supplements. I want, some, well, I want some of those sum, some sumo tangerines. Listen, you ask people. He was one of the biggest proponents of herbal and health supplements not being regulated by the yep. FDA. Yeah, because pyramid schemes. Because yeah. Utah is one of the largest supplier's of supplements yeah. in the nation. So, you know, you losing money, uh, be damned. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. as long as he gets the money from the supplement people. Fucking uh, all right, here Let's we go. Let's go get him. Yeah. Well, I got something else to get you. Yeah, all right. right. Sorry. Ah, we're mad. <laughs> Lee Put has the drawn... sword away, Lee. Oh. freaking me out. Just Sorry. for the police record, I have to say every time he draws the sword. <laughs> this is... Uh, this happened a few weeks ago, and I was going to bring it up in the last episode, but we had our Captain Marvel outrage, so we were going yeah, it was full bore on. Uh, this is this one happened a few weeks ago, and and this also this kind is this of more Tom fuckery. Yeah, this is more fuckery. Okay. So Jason Reitman. Oh, uh, Ivan's know, kid. Ivan's kid. Yeah, it's Ivan making Reitman, the new uh, Ghostbusters. Making yep. the new yeah. Ghostbusters movie. Uh, he said something that I I wish he wouldn't have said. Now he he did backtrack oh, and apologize. He did he backtrack and apologize. God damn he it! He also didn't entirely say it in the way that the headline says he said it. Well, I, I got the yeah. quote here. Um, uh, so he's he was talking to Bill Burr on his podcast. Uh, Reitman went out of his way to reassure those still seemingly traumatized by Paul Feig's. All female boots, which was, it was a great, great fucking movie. It was a good I'm movie. sorry, I loved it. I'm sorry, I didn't have as many ghost blowjob scenes in it, guys. Yeah, that's how you make it right for the fans, I suppose. Right. Uh, but here's what he said. Uh, he said it won't be anything like that. I'm not making the Juno of Ghostbusters movies. No. Now, yes, he made Juno, but saying that, I know you're close to it, but saying that, uh, Jason. You're you're kind of throwing the women under the bus. Yep. Um, we are in every way trying to go back to original technique and hand the movie back to the fans. And again, that's the shitty way the to put shitty it. Yeah, you so should, the mean, shitty fans. The shitty, shitty fans. Shouldn't have said it that way. Men, right? That, 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 you uh, know what? This is a perfect example of don't say everything that's in your fucking head. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes the best option is silence. Yeah. So he said that. What the, are you doing with my toy? The internet exploded. Oh. Uh, then he uh, he he saw what was happening online with his comments. He uh, tweeted after that, "Whoa, that came out wrong." Yeah. Or I, did I, it? Or did it come out exactly? It like came you exactly said as you it. wrote it. See, that's stupid. what I think. 
Um, I have nothing but admiration for Paul and Leslie and Kate and Melissa and Kristen and the bravery with which they made Ghostbusters 2016. Bravery, they, fearlessness. There was no bravery. Like, but, like, it that was just show, a good goddamn fearless. movie. Yeah. Kate McKinnon's scene where she's where she's got the dual wielding the the proton pistols and she's just yeah. kicking ass and yeah. taking names. Oh, you know how much? Oh I, my god, that you movie's know how so much good. I love her though. I yeah. think she's so fucking great. She uh, can't well, do I think wrong. I. I yeah. don't have one criticism of that fucking movie. Well, I think it was perfect in every way. It was just way. as good as the original one, and the original one is, you know, fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's better, it's better than, than the original, and, uh, and the, it's so much better than the, the remake with, huh? with the girls was better than the goddamn second movie. Oh, yeah. man. That, that was a fucking turd. What and was the portrait's name? Uh, uh, I would just say to <laughs> angry guy. these angry Ghostbusters fans, if you were upset about the, the girl movie, I was more upset with... Cartoon, frankly, that upset yes. me more. Hey, because Lorenzo music was amazing in that. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also say, Arsenio Hall did a damned good job. Was that Arsenio Hall? Arsenio Hall. Was I did one not of the know voice that. cast. And I mean, Lorenzo I just, music's a given, right? Well, I was yeah. just like to encourage these dumb fucks once again. Was he the Ernie to Hudson? get a fucking yeah. life? Yeah. You know, maybe um, make a connection mm-hmm. to a, another human being. Yeah. Especially uh, when the villain in your in the Ghostbusters movie that you hate so much is clearly a fucking dog whistle about you. Yeah, yeah. you know that that character maybe. that character yeah. was literally made making fun of. But it's the same thing with Force Awa- with uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. Is you're actually associating with Kylo Ren and it's driving you nuts because Kylo Ren's an asshat. Yeah, yeah, Evil because 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 he's a fanboy who got what he wanted but not in the way he wanted it so he lost his shit he got to go to Jedi Academy and get trained by Luke just like all you fucking knuckle dragging fanboys but it didn't work out the way you wanted because Luke wants nothing to do with you so rage mm-hmm. no I was I was kind of ah! I was kind of ma- put mad. the sword away he took the God sword out it. again call 911 I was kind of mad that he was that tone deaf that A yeah. he said it then yep. B he felt he had to you know rescind it rescind it like a fucking coward but then Paul Feig steps in oh and he says listen Jason was a supporter of mine at a time when I couldn't get movies made. He has always been a true gentleman to me and a supporter of Ghostbusters Answer the Call. And I can't wait to see his take on the Ghostbusters universe. Big love and respect to you, Jason, your, your fan, Paul. Well, that's a little high road, right? So I was like, how, how cool. How yeah. cool is Paul Feig to do that? Yeah. That is unbelievably gentlemanly and very Indeed. professional <laughs> yep. right. and very graceful. However, I, I would have preferred a decapitation. Reminds, oh, me, reminds me of another... <laughs> well, Lee's got a sword. <laughs> reminds me of another director, though. I mean, Ryan Johnson's been doing the same exact thing. Yeah, People being have very been graceful. trashing him for a year for daring to... And I've been reading... Uh, Brian Young wrote a, an article about the psychology of Last Jedi and how they misdirect you in every fucking scene. The entire movie... Is the first Slide the opening hand. scene actually makes you think that you're going to get the standard Star Wars zoom in on a planet through space, mm-hmm. and they land on Finn in the back to tank, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a giant misdirect. It's just there to mess with you. Was it was it Last Jedi, Tony? When we were walking out, and and you looked at me and said that was my favorite Star Wars movie. Yep. Yep. It was mine. Last that was Jedi. It. It's still yep. mine. But but the toxic assholes made yeah. it to the point where it's hard for me to actually watch the movie without thinking about some of the arguments I've gotten in with people. Yeah. Oh, I don't and give I a just, shit about any of that. No, I just want to like Star Wars, guys. Well, that's where that. I'm at. Like, I, yeah. I love that I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Again, because I there wanted. was a long time where I, I hated Star Wars. and um, I remember these days. Yeah, and it was the early days of the podcast. We, yeah. were, we would make fun of Brian now, imagine, of imagine how Imagine how it is for people who actually didn't hate the prequels, though. We've already been through this. This, there, this, yeah. this, is like, this is like a bad visitation from the ex-wife you didn't want to visit. Exactly. Ah! 
And there was a fascinating article about the prequels just recently yeah. about how the people that grew up with those that were, their Star Wars. that were kids, and you've been saying this before I read this yeah. article, but that article spelled it out I, in, in great detail Wars. that this is their Star Wars, and yeah. they don't think it sucks. Um, you know? I, like, I've been considering going back and watching the last one. I've been thinking. Well, Which you mean uh, Force Awakens or no, Last, uh, Jedi? Last Jedi? No, the prequels. Oh, the prequels. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Sith one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's what I tell anybody who, if you watch it as a giant warning sign about auto, uh, autocracy, if you watch it about uh, you know the the impending uh, yearning for fascism that our society tends to have, mm-hmm. it's a really terrifying movie. No, it's I'm, like it's I'm, like Space Godfather. See that, and that's I got a copy of the novel, the novelization of that, and they go into that a lot they really more do. than the movie, and it's fascinating. They really do because there were a couple of scenes that were cut, uh, yeah. a couple of scenes with Padme and with uh, Mon Mothma and with Bail Organa mm-hmm. that they had to cut for time, and they they really are kind of throwaway scenes, but they are very much a what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Everybody is literally racing towards Armageddon with a smile on their face because mm-hmm. uh, she Palpatine seems to have the idea of what we need. And now, is so that, are we saying that maybe like Lucas went all Roddenberry? Lucas, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas was telling the story of how we fell for the Nixon administration's bullshit through a lens that was a little too familiar for people who were falling oh, for Bush's God. bullshit, but it's a warning sign for the people who should have not have fallen I for Trump's bullshit. Those movies would have been a hit if they came out now. <laughs> no, because... because <laughs> right? I'm it, not going to lie, everything's politically well, steeped and polarized right now. I was going to yeah. say, you'd, you'd have those uh, assholes online, of course, shitting on it. No, but you, you, you throw, uh, how you, dare you, she you be give, a politician? You give, exactly. Hayden Christ, you give Hayden Christensen a bunch of shit for semi-wooden acting, and you give Mark Hamill a pass for it. But I wanted to go to Taji Station to get some yeah. power. I mean, let, let's not forget, Hamill's not that great of an actor. Oh, well, he is he's now. A good guy. Well, he's a took great a, voice actor. At took the him time, he wasn't, but yeah. now he's pretty at great. At the time. Uh, but you know, maybe I should go back, uh, because there was a lot that was cut out of that important speech about you know uh, the, the Dark Jedi's, or not the Dark Jedi's. You're going to correct me, please. I'm not, because I've had a few beers. The, uh, the Emperor and Anakin are at the opera, and they're talking about... Oh, that scene. That's, uh, that's Coppola's scene. Coppola yeah. directed that. Ex- and, and, and he's, Coppola? And, Co- yeah, Francis Ford Coppola directed... You know, the wine that, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's a Godfather guy. Don't oh, you ever... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. When I was at like, the lowest point in my life, you're like, watch this fucking shit with me. So right you're, now, you're talking about I the, did uh, it, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the That's wise. it. That's yeah. it. Um, no, there's of a, course they wouldn't tell you that story. There's a lot more to that if you read the novel. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but there's also, because, I, and I've heard this from a lot of people who are in film, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times the cut you take for the movie is the cut that works. It may mm. not be the cut that makes sense, but it's the cut that plays right. It's the it's the piece that works emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, there's a whole lot going on. There's a scene towards the end of Revenge of the Sith where um, Anakin and Padme are just looking out windows, right? Yeah. It, it shouldn't work. No. But it's fucking amazing. There's so much gravity going on because the universe is literally collapsing and they're just taking a minute to look out the window and then Darth Vader's born. So this is... No. This is this is us asking you to reconsider the prequel. So, like... Well, because if you I, I was off, probably that geek. Like, during the prequels, I, I was been. that geek. thing is, though, I didn't hate the prequels. I just wasn't happy with ha- them. That was me. But that was, was me. A, there was a, there I was, was disappointed. There yeah. was a different... Yeah. But it, there's kind of a lesson in what's going on with the hate towards the current trilogy right yeah, now. Yeah, because yeah. that wasn't the Star Wars you were looking for, right? 
you had a different idea of what the prequels were going to be. You, yeah. you had a, a preconceived, pre-generated idea. And when that didn't happen, you ended up having a, a cautionary tale about totalitarian governments and about how the people themselves will not see it coming. Because we don't want to think what's going wrong is actually going wrong. We mm -hmm. don't have the cognitive dissonance to actually see the danger coming and recognize it. Because if we do, we have to actually recognize what we did wrong to let it get there well, in the first what's, place. What's the line that Padme has about... Uh, uh, this is how democracy ends, uh, not uh, something with thunderous applause. And, it, and it's, it, you know, not with something but thunderous applause. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, is a, it is a heartbreaking line because you actually see... And, and of course... So the thing with yeah. with Jar Jar, Maybe. Jar Jar is an easy character to hate, but Jar Jar is Parsifal. If you know your Arthurian history, Parsifal, which means perfect fool, mm -hmm. Parsifal means to do the right thing. He's the only one that actually gets to the Grail. If you know your Arthurian uh, your Arthurian lore, Parsifal's the only one who's actually pure enough to get to the Grail. Jar Jar is like, I'm going to do the right fucking thing. I'm going to give this asshole all the power he needs. We see it happening right now. Mm -hmm. There are people who are perfectly willing. To throw total totalitarian control to somebody who doesn't actually deserve it, Mitch McConnell. You're fucking blowing my mind. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, so, no, it, not just Mitch McConnell. It's all of them. No, no they're, because them, yeah. they're just like, wait a second. If this happens, then I can curry favor with this person, or he's got dirt on me. Whatever. Or, or but with the get, base. With the base. Yeah, the base. with the, the base is the so powerful base. because <laughs> because perhaps perhaps Palpatine's more popular than you are. So by currying favor with Palpatine, you can keep the base happy, and the base won't destroy you. So. But you get you also get into the whole fact that to, to Palpatine it's a game. It's just this hysterical game well, because he wants you, you look at serial killer psychology, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. After a while they get bored. He's been pulling the long con for so long that he's just daring people to, to catch him. Mm -hmm. he even at one point confesses who he is to Anakin because he knows the Jedi are too caught up in themselves to do yeah. anything about it. Yeah. There's a lot more going on with this movie than anybody wants to give it credit. God damn, this show gets deep. So I know, hurts. right? My brain hurts. But let me just say that there's a lot more going on with green eggs in hand than... <laughs> oh, let's... Can we Netflix. switch out? Holy shit. Ne <laughs> Netflix has Wait revealed... A Wait a minute. Netflix has no, revealed... No, no, A series, animated series... No! Green eggs in hand. And it no! takes... No, no. It's an iambic pentameter. It's an <laughs> iambic pentameter, and this, it is actually very classy. This is going to get stuck in my head for ages. It's a film noir. Idris a Elba. A series? Idris Elba's playing Sam I Am. Yep, well, exactly. Well, I was going to say, listen to the voice cast. Um, you've got uh, please don't say Idris Elba Michael du <laughs> Michael Douglas what <laughs> as guy I am no stop he was the, never named he's he's the one who won't who won't eat you he, know he is now named guy I am are they just going to be like debating or he will what? not eat green eggs and ham you know what's interesting though because you've got guy I am You've got Sam I Am, Sam and then I there's am friend Will I Am. <laughs> yes, <laughs> also in there. If Will yeah. I Am is not in this, I'm going to fucking boycott it. Um, yeah. So you've got uh, you've also got Diane Keaton doing voices. What? You've got Eddie Izzard as an evil overlord Stop. named Snurs. Jeffrey Wright and Jillian Bell as a pair of villains named McWinkle and Glunts. I don't remember any this of these people from the book. Bullshit. Oh, we need to, no, no, to stop no, making Seuss so books bad, into goddamn movies. Because Glunts is my safe word. Adam Devine, <laughs> Adam Devine as <laughs> as Sam I am. Isn't that one of those assholes from that the workaholic show? Workaholics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the guy from that band. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as the narrator. Which one's that? He's, he's, the, bald he's the taller one. one. He's the bald one. That joke only works when Jay's only here. Works when Jay's yeah. here. He got so mad. At um, me. <laughs> John Turturro as a goat. A goat. If it's there ain't no fucking goat. 
Trey's, I, think, I think at this point, Turturro's got to be tired of being typecast. Yeah. Trey's a goat. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. Turturro. Tracy Morgan as a fox. What? I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> eat the eggs. I don't know about that, Liz Lemon. And I'm not going to eat those I am, eggs. I am actually excited about his new show. Uh, Tracy Morgan's new show? Yes. Which one? The new show that Tracy Morgan's in. Which is one it is it? It's a comedy, and I don't know what it's on you don't HBO. Know I think the but original I saw the, OG. Or? I saw yeah, the original oh, OG. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm excited it's on about TBS, that. man. Oh, it's oh been on for, it's no, been on for a while. it's on like yeah. the third oh, season. No, sorry, if it's on TBS, it's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there you so go. So there you go. There's a so. show we don't fucking need. Why oh. all this negativity? I'm I sorry. No, because no, like Dr. Seuss books are like 27 pages. Yeah. And they're just like weird, rhymy things that help. Uh, kids learn sight words. Did you guys ever? And then they try to make a fucking movie out of it, and they had a bunch of fucking dick and fart jokes. In and it. how do you tone yeah. down the eroticism? Because exactly. Shut up. Oh, true. I, I, the I bondage. No. This no. Is like, listen, there's the star belly snitch. I, I'm gonna fucking. I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, no, I am no. a pot belly. I, I am gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that in a box. I'm gonna eat that with a fart. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. That that I'm gonna eat that in a train. <laughs> oh. in a train. Oh. Oh. Did you guys ever see that fucked up movie? In You're the saying of Dr. Green, that would be like green puss in him. That's gross. Dude, Dude no. what was don't that again? Be vulgar. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was that again? Did you guys Karen? ever see that fucked up movie in search of Dr. Seuss? Is that no. code for Train to Busan? Where they literally, they're like. <laughs> They, like, this lady like travels to different like Dr. Seuss books and they like reenact them, but they're really fucked up and weird and like is upsetting. Is it Shelley Duvall? I think is it is, is she? No, it's no. not Shelley Duvall. But that would be really funny. <laughs> that would be really funny. No, it's 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 one of the witches from uh, Hocus Pocus. Bette the one who Midler? writes the vacuum cleaner. No, is it's it Bette Midler. Oh, <laughs> is it Sarah uh, Jessica Parker? Sarah Jessica no, Parker. it's the other one. Did you it's know that uh, she's part the horse? other one? I can't remember. One. Yeah, the other Cher. one. Cher. Yeah, so she's in. Cher. Yep, it was Cher. Well, she was a witch once. I don't know. But listen, they're talking about Yertle the Turtle. You guys know Yertle the Turtle? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah, so this is the about... Red Hot, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did a song. Kate. Yertle, Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> Yertle the... Okay, but that's what the... It's, it's from the movie. Yeah. You know that, right? The, the Red Hot Chili Peppers the song? song is from no, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um, so Yertle the Turtle <laughs> is about like, yeah. Russian propaganda. It's about Joseph Stalin. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And they literally have this oppressive turtle who's like dressed in like a giant shell and like climbing on all these other turtles and the turtles are getting crushed beneath him. It is like... Under we have the to weight of autocracy? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like, <laughs> it's like the like, bougie elite crushing so what the you're proletariat. Telling me Man, is, I hope you're all stoned at work. Right so now. What, <laughs> what you're telling me, Kari, is we need to kill all the bankers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, guillotines. If you're getting anything from this, yeah. kill yeah. all the bankers. Don't let a turtle sit on your face. That's and as somebody who... Mitch Salmonella. I got that too. You will get Salmonella. I have had a turtle sit on my face. Mitch McConnell. And I want to kill all the bankers. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. After, After these messages, we'll be right back. back. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's find out what's happening in the month of March at Dr. Volt's. Detective Comics issue number 1000. Yes, 1000. Batman celebrates the rare and special landmark issue. This all-star issue will take you through all of the ages of Batman with the best creators. Darth Vader, Dark Visions. There are some who have seen the Dark Lord in a different light. There are some corners of the galaxy so dark and desperate that even Vader can be a knight in shining armor. Also, Ruthless. The newest issue of Ruthless is live on Kickstarter. Ruthless plots her revenge on the Grey Phantom by taking out his sidekick. When tragedy strikes, do you become the hero or do you become Ruthless? With covers by Caitlin Zupanik and Chelsea Bloomfield. 
Dr. Volt's Comet Connection opens seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchase of $20 or more and the previous catalog for free. They are at 2043 East 3300 South. Go in and tell them Geek Show says, hey, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Cabin Fever. From lava lamps, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, magic, and more, Cabin Fever carries a large selection of awesome merchandise. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Cabin Fever has been providing its customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wrap, books, tin totes, and rubber duckies since it opened its doors in 1982. Located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever has been helping the meek, the geek, and the freak since day one. Stop by. See what's in store. They're currently stocking their spring merchandise. Cabin Fever prides itself on hand-picking every item for the store, from books to greeting cards to rubber duckies, all of it, even the wrapping paper and bows. Stop by, say hi, tell them Geek Show says hey. They love the Geek Show customers. Since 1982, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. 500 South, 700 East, inside Trolley Square. Broken news, welcome to it. God, we got a full compliment for broken news practically here. Yep. Pow. Well, I insisted Lee be here for uh, for the because we're going to do some Insist Star Wars. Insist is a mild way to put it. We're going to do some Star Wars stuff, I'd and I like wanted my Lee here. family back. <laughs> what the fuck does Lee know about Star Wars? I know, right? Goddamn pew, thing pew, that I didn't make pew, up. Pew. Shannon's here. I'm like four blocks away every Sunday. So yeah. it's, you know. Jay's here. I live like two miles from me. <laughs> he could jog here. When I really could when he's not naked in Miami. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I miss that place, man. <laughs> That place was dope, man. People just walking around not wearing clothes for no reason. For no reason. It's uh, just like Miami drinking a smoothie and a mojito. And a f- yeah, but a fucking mojito costs like $35. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're naked. They can't afford clothes. The drinks are good. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to a bar in Miami, I said, God damn. Well, yeah. 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 It's expensive. So you go to Eugene, no one wears clothes there, and the drinks are normal price. Yeah. Jimmy Martin is here. Hi. How you doing? Good. Egg Foo is here. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Egg Talk. Welcome to Egg Talk. Egg Talk. Today we will be talking about some new Star Wars news, the Star Wars land. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Did everybody see the new Hellboy trailer? Yes. Ooh, yeah, I haven't yeah, watched yeah. it. It's a Red Daddy Band huh? Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Red Band Hellboy trailer. Yeah. yeah. Does it have a better song in it this time? Yep. Not much better. Yeah, it's, it's Nickelback this time. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's Moni Moni the first one. They went with the original Moni Moni <laughs> yeah. instead of the Billy Idol cover. They went with something not quite as, but corny. Yeah. What? As I recall. I don't remember now. Yeah, it wasn't I was song. I wasn't paying attention to that. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was paying attention to all the cool shit all that was visuals. happening. Yeah. Oh, I've Me, uh, rated R, officially. Yeah. 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 It's Which, got that uh, slight Deadpool vibe. Yeah. Not, I not, not a... I know this is an unpopular thing for me to say, but not necessary. Not with necessary, Hellboy. no. Well, if same you, thing you could have said with Deadpool. Oh, I've said that with Deadpool. <laughs> well, it's not necessary. If you're doing, I mean, you know, remember where your comics come from. Deadpool, uh, Hellboy is a, a, a riff on Hammer horror movies, yeah. which are 
by today's standards, really fucking tame. Yeah. I'll bet and, it was for blood. I'll bet it was. Oh yeah, for blood I mean they they show it. They show the giant monster that cuts a dude in half in midair, and and uh, I think they want Hellboy to be able to say fuck more than yeah. twice. Yeah, it's gonna be language. <laughs> what was that monster violence. that was like coming through the bridge, moving its arms yeah. like a fucking jaguar or whatever? But if you if you know your Hellboy, it's it doesn't need to be rated R. But I it's kind of nice just to have you know some of these comic book movies just for the adults. Yeah. So, you know, he said fuck. And then, like, <laughs> Monsters was happening. <laughs> like, like, I was like, yo. Like, monsters me- was happening. I, I guess, I guess I'd, I'd also just argue that Hellboy is one of those quintessential properties that uh, it, it appeals to teenagers in a way that uh, I would rather see appeal to teenagers than, say, the Punisher or Wolverine. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. True, so, true. Um, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bad guy trying to do right. Yeah. And he's a good guy for doing it. And I don't know. I mean, it'll be a cool movie, I hope. Right, I don't have much. I can hope the, director, I, the director's made one. Good I was movie. on board. Me and Shane yeah. watched it in Miami, unexpected. Yeah, came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah naked. <laughs> of course, you know. And so Shane don't look naked because he's drawn all over. Well, he's yeah. covered with <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were mad that Hellboy wasn't naked in, in this trailer. <laughs> oh, because he wasn't in Miami. That monster, but that monster that was with the yeah. Cthulhu arms and Jaguar yeah. arms. That shit was cool. They don't get naked in London a lot. Yeah, and the queen, the queen so. looks cool. So there's a, there's a lot. Not that queen, not Did, the queen in London, the queen in the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's the motherfucker that turned into a jaguar? Oh, that's uh, that's the Roger the Homunculus. Dude, I had no like. Honestly, I watched that shit. Yeah, and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, because that's you know, as much as I love the Guillermo del Toro movies, yeah. he he only kind of skimmed the top of the BPRD okay. stuff. So it looks like they're deep diving. Yeah, and, I was and like, that's I mean, here's uh, where the fuck is Selma Blair? Uh, well, right now she has MS. Um, it's true. Is she on fire? Yeah. yeah, no, she's she's uh she's her character probably for one, Liz isn't a major character in the BPRD. She's okay. she's around, but she's not as big as she I was in those. This shit. And uh Selma's uh Selma's fighting the good fight with, yep. with MS right now. Yeah. So yeah. All right, so did you see the X Men Dark Phoenix trailer? Yeah. yeah. That one nah. got that one got me going. Did it? I really? It's really? kind of yeah. meh. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind I of excited with now. Sound, with the sound off, so yeah. I think Jennifer yeah. Lawrence looks like shit. I think Jennifer Lawrence should fucking retire from the series. Why well, they're gonna murder her real good? Cool, so good. <laughs> I was watching <laughs> such a minor, like, minor fucking character in the comics. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. I'm like, is that Jennifer Lawrence or did they replace her? And I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. her. Yeah, just different makeup. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a tough one because um, it's like if you really want to do X Men, do X Men. Right, this this low rent cable shit that they keep doing over and over exactly. and over again, because mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. I mean, and, and if you haven't read X Men comics and you don't know the Dark Phoenix story, cool. This has probably worked just fine for you. But it's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like reading the Umbrella Academy comics and then watching the HBO series. The HBO series is fine. Netflix, 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 yeah. whatever. <laughs> Monsters was happening. Yeah, it was it was cool, right? Yeah, I finished it yesterday. But then you go back and read the comics, and you're like, oh shit, where's the Eiffel Tower fight? Where's the you know it's. It's there. It's cool. It's yeah, yeah. it's got the characters, and it's fine. <laughs> it's the same with Dark Phoenix, right? Like if I she agree. doesn't if she doesn't eat the moon, I know she didn't eat the moon in the comics. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah, I bet they're not going to be on the moon at all. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. they I do go want, to space. Yeah, I yeah. want yeah. Lalandra to show up and all that shit. Right, and Lalandra and all and Gladiator. Yeah, and Gladiator all of, with his mohawk and, and the Shi'ar royal guard. I want to see those fuckers, and yeah. I want to see him. I want to Cors- see him looking stupid. I want right? to see Corsair. <laughs> I want to see Star yeah, Corsair, yeah. Star Jammers. You might see them eventually yeah. down the road. They'll probably be wearing leather. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> and I heard you know online they're all saying says oh they're going to kill a lot of people in this uh, yeah. in this movie and I'm yeah. like no because they didn't know they were going to lose the rights to the characters right. Yeah. Right. when they were Ooh. making it. So they're not going to kill everybody. Yeah. They might kill one or two, I'm, but you know they're not going to kill. I'm going to do reshoots real fast. Go ah. 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the same thing that I've been trying to say to myself all the time is the trailer really doesn't sell the movie. Uh, It doesn't tell us what the movie's going to be. It's it's there to get your butt in the seat. Yeah, but um, the first trailer didn't do much for you, but this one I got a little excited for. I'm still going to see it. Yeah, but we'll see it. A good friend of mine, Jordan Block, a good friend of Kari's as well, tweeted exactly what I, what we all were thinking, but we just didn't have the words to say. He said, Rebecca Romaine did not slide backwards through closing steel doors on her bear coochie for Jennifer Lawrence to disrespect her name like this. <laughs> Never forget that shit. I stand That's that funny. shit. That's funny. Speaking of uh, low-rent cable X-Men, uh, yeah. the, the gift that ended, uh, season two. Dear God. You know, I, I you know, I just it, like fell out of it, and I just didn't because I didn't care. Here, here's here's how I felt mm-hmm. the episode before the season finale. I said to the TV, you know, if you're not going to care, I'm not going to right. care. You know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so well, choose choose what you are. Are you a family drama or yeah. are you uh, a superhero show? But then the season finale comes along, and what didn't they show on screen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a lot. There was a lot they didn't show on the screen. But it took him that long to get uh, um, Thunderbird into his mask. Okay. You know, he finally got his mask. His little domino yeah. mask. Yeah, he finally got that. And I was like, oh, yes, there, See, X-Men this is, stuff. You know? this, this, is where, this is where as much shit as people give Gotham, I have to give it credit for. They fucking embrace the source material like yes. no other show on TV. And even though every once in a while it nose dives into soap opera shit yeah. it's just so they can fuck with it and yeah. okay. it's uh so when they they did the last episode that was on on thursday night not only did you have the background shit from not quite yet joker jeremiah uh completely flooding gotham harbor with toxic ooze you had um you had possibly killer croc in the sewers possibly uh, most likely killer croc in the sewers <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had uh, the ventriloquist show up with scarface, scarface. Um, uh, and, and I, I saw photos of that and uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was uh, it was Oswald's old butler, Mister Penn, believed dead, shows up with his with his dummy. <laughs> he's not a doll; he's a dummy. It's so fucking goofy. And then looked uh, look like it was right out of the uh, cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 fun on Twitter. The guy plays Mister Penn was having a blast because he got to do his ventriloquist shit with his with his <laughs> scar faced dummy. Um, yeah, it's like I feel like it's the spiritual successor to Batman sixty six that we never realized we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you think about it like that. It's a lot more okay. fun. It's fun. The so only yeah, thing that actually does help me want to watch it more. Well, okay, it's it's when it goes off the rails that it's really fun. Like when they're trying to be a police procedural. Nah. Now, <laughs> now, now, this on this last episode, mm-hmm. would we consider that character in the attic false face? No, that was, uh, was, that was Jane a, Doe. Jane Doe is Jane, another character. Yeah, Jane okay, Doe right. showed up around 2002. Okay, and she all was right. in the. I think she was in the Escape from Arkham series, but I'm probably wrong, and I'm sure I'll hear that I'm wrong soon. <laughs> I'm uh, but, remember yeah, who's she, False Face again? False Facer, False Face. False Face was remember. was one of was probably the first Batman villain on the TV show with right. Adam West, right? And it, and it was it was because they they tried to do Two Face. It's too scary, and it scared people, right? And so they said, "Well, we'll just do False Face. It'll be this guy who's like Clayface, mm-hmm. but he changes and disguises and stuff." Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, Jane Jane Doe was an Arkham patient who could so thoroughly uh, thoroughly take on the role of somebody like she would just study them and stalk them until she had their vocal mannerisms and their and their history figured out, and then she could become them. But the thing they did on Arkham with with them 
ripping her face off, and the whole house smelled like rotting meat because of all of her faces stacked up in the attic. Gross. <laughs> oh, oh, it was it pretty was fucking cool. awesome. It was cool. <laughs> all right. What the fuck? Hey, some other great TV, though. Did you guys watch the two-parter, the uh, Orville? Orville. Yes. Holy shit. That was the best them? episode of Next Generation I've ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> well, it was. It was so fucking good. Keep, I've, I watched it uh, twice. I keep telling people, if you well, miss Next Generation, you should be watching Orville because it's that, it's that show. That, You've got so many Next Gen people working on Working that. on their show. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But yeah. like, it was like, you remember how like the two partners on... Um, Next gen. <laughs> the first one would, you know, it, you'd be like, oh, this is how I can't wait to see the second part. Then the second part came out, and you're like, oh, that fucking sucked. I waited three months. <laughs> yeah. I waited three months for yeah. for Troy to float around in a tank. And- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my, my my favorite next gen thing that they do, that they completely do on the Orville <clears throat> is a scene will end, a character will say something and look meaningful off camera. You know. Yeah. I don't think that that's what's going on. And then the music swells, uh, and then they cut to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, so next gen is just enough. <laughs> but it was, I, thought it was, I thought it was some really good sci-fi. It is. Yeah, I, It's really good. And if one more person tells me it's Family Guy in Space, it's I'm going to fucking no, headbutt them. That's, people, people, uh, people generalize shit way too fucking much. Because yes. they don't know shit. Yeah. Yep. They're yep. afraid to try something new. Didn't I yep. say this on the last episode? Hey, update. Did y'all try something new? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Add at me. Tell me what you tried I'm, new. I'm telling you right now, the greatest season finale this week was that uh, T Pain won Mass Singer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of people been sleeping on on Teddy Pendergrass. You know, he's he's brilliant. Right when they said it was T Pain, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I got two of the three. Did you? He never needed well. auto tune. Oh, it was it was Donny Osmond. That's right. You yep. guys were right about Donny Osmond. Osmond and I had uh, what's her face? I too. can tell by the teeth. You yeah. got. Uh, What's her name? Rumor Willis. Rumor, yeah. yeah. I had her pegged week one because she <laughs> I her, her, her hint it. package was Idaho, and I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Too funny. All right. Um, now, we talked about this in this episode uh, earlier about trolls, mm-hmm. but there's, uh, there's like an update. The w- little thing with jewels in their bellies and stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's an update in that uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Captain Marvel comes along and changes the world. Right. Um, Rotten Tomatoes changing its audience rating system because huh. of because of of trolls of these assholes yeah. with yeah. their because because these guys that claim that she's uh, uh, that she's sexist for saying that she doesn't want to hear what forty year old white male theater critics or movie critics have to say about Brie a, Larson. Wr- a wrinkle oh, in Brie, time. Brie Larson said that. Yeah, she said that, and they're like, "Oh, she's being sexist." She's like, "No, I want to hear what." What kids from from mixed race families think about Wrinkle in Time? I want to hear about what teenagers think about Wrinkle in Time. I don't want to hear about huh. the same, you know. And so these fucking idiots are yeah. losing their minds because she's she's being such an irrational, racist, and sexist for saying that. No, she's wanting to give people opportunity that haven't yeah. had that opportunity. Yeah. You know, she said she said on a junket she would like to she would like to talk to kids that that movie would have spoken to. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, that's, that's not unreasonable. Fair. That's not unreasonable. Yeah. So uh, they've they've decided that we're not going to let you uh, blog post or rate the movie before it opens. Wow, there's a concept. Yeah, why why wow. would you be able to do that? So <laughs> they're already yeah. going after Star Wars too. Yeah, already. Nine. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't what? even have a title. Yeah, Raise yeah. a Mary. Raise a Mary. That's why they're giving it a bad rating because yeah. they ain't got no title. It's just ridiculous. I'm just done. I've, I've like, had. What it do y'all with, want? I've had it with that portion of the family. Uh, they wanted Solo. But they didn't go see Solo because they were too busy having a fucking sulk fest. Yeah. So they had they had their white protagonist uh, okay. with the spaceship and the pew pews and the the swooning love interest and uh, all the cool aliens and Chewbacca and 
and uh, they stayed home because they're too busy pouting over episode eight. Motherfucker, we gave y'all Donald Glover in space. That's oh, Atlanta yeah. in the galaxy. Yeah, he had, probably these guys. He had too many lines. <laughs> probably <laughs> he wasn't set dressing. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's get to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. Boom, boom, boom. My space daddy's there. I'm just saying right now, start saving your money. How much? Because this is going to cost you. Well, they're oh, raising... Yeah. They're raising going to be like those top the, Star Wars cards, those digital Star Wars <laughs> cards? <laughs> they're raising... I know they're raising park admission prices. Park admission price is going to go up, yes. Yep. But that's not all. No. <laughs> okay. One of these centerpieces of Galaxy's Edge, as we've known for a while, is a uh, full-size... One one scale Millennium Falcon. That means actual size, right? Yes. Over a hundred feet me long. About scale. Yeah. <laughs> fucking talk to me about scale. I would, but he'd punch me. <laughs> <laughs> it's over a hundred feet long. Yep. Probably oh, twenty five feet high. God mm-hmm. damn. Covered with all the little tubes and pipes that yep. you see in the films. Everything right there in front of you. You won't be able to touch it. <laughs> oh, that's just a tease. It's just you can stand near it. But yeah. you won't be able yeah. to that admission park prize, you know, climb there's, on the motherfucker. There's an, ug, there's an ug knot with a fly swatter. Just <laughs> smacks your hand. Don't touch it! Anyway, I got this from uh, from io9. They have uh, a three-part breakdown. Yeah. If you want to go and read it thoroughly, I just kind of grab the highlights. Uh, the Falcon is there to mark one of the two main attractions. First is uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which will allow you to fly the Millennium Falcon. Or navigate the Millennium Falcon, or be the gunner on the Millennium Falcon. Or be the, like, operate the shield. Well, or right? sell yeah. drugs yeah. on the yeah. Millennium yeah, there's, Falcon. There's, what? There's, I think this is an operational nightmare. The second is uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which is a multifaceted experience that has guests uh, becoming part of the Resistance, being captured by the First Order, and then escaping a Star Destroyer yep. in one of the biggest, most elaborate, and longest rides in Disney history. <laughs> I can't wait for the people getting stuck on that when it breaks down. <laughs> They're counting, like, the pre-show as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, places like Fantasyland or Tomorrowland are just areas of the park that have similar themes. Galaxy's Edge is designed to be more than that. It's designed to be another world. When you walk in, you are walking out of Disneyland and onto the Black Spire outpost on the remote planet of Batuu, a former hotspot spot of activity that time has forgotten thanks to hyperspace routes. So... They build the freeway. Everybody forgets the highways. The small town goes out of business. It's that kind of thing. Uh, Now it's a relatively quiet planet. Uh, In theory, uh, Disney crowds might have something to say about that. Uh, (laughs) A place where smugglers and outlaws go to quickly make a few extra credits. A place where the resistance has embedded themselves to hide out. And the First Order has just arrived in pursuit. Each faction inhabiting one edge of the 14-acre space. Black Spire Outpost. This, this is what I, I think is cool. At Black Spire Outpost, you won't be able to buy a Black Spire Outpost t-shirt. Nope. You'll have to go to none Tomorrowland of the, for yeah, that. None of the merchandise overtly says Disneyland or Star Wars. There's a chance you might not even be able to get an Earth drink there, like Coca-Cola. Which <laughs> <laughs> is bad for you anyway. Uh, you, uh, it says, or if you can, it will somehow be twisted to fit the theme, but that's still being decided on. Uh, that's because the creators don't want you to feel like you're at Disneyland anymore, but you're at Black, the outpost. Black Spire Outpost. Watching a bunch of dads in plaid shirts and cargo shorts walking around. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like being somewhere. No. Yeah, so look at those space cargo shorts. Yeah. 
I'm going to be wearing some. Everything is <laughs> everything is a part of the story. Every cast member not only chooses their own outfits, but develops their own characters with their own opinions and allegiances in this world. Now, this could go wrong very quickly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, every piece of food has a specific reason for being the way it is, whether that means coming from a specific animal or prepared in a decidedly Star Wars way. Disney actually figured out what blue milk would taste like. They also, they, and I, they're I just, going to serve it there. I just read this. The blue milk and the thalassiren green milk that will be available at the park are both vegan. Really? Yeah. There's a full-on cantina with music being spun by DJR3X, who is the pilot of the original Star Tours. It's Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens? Yeah. Yeah. Herman. Yeah. It's that robot. He's the DJ in the cantina. He had to do something after he got kicked off Star Tours. That's true. Because <laughs> now 3PO is there, and it just doesn't make any no. sense. It make any goddamn sense to me. Uh, even the writing on the walls literally was created not just to give the land historical context, but much of it is part of a larger interactive game, which you can participate in. Guests can download the Play Disney Parks app, and eventually use a Star Wars function that opens Black Spire to a ton of new possibilities. They don't have iPhones in Star Wars. <laughs> One of the coolest examples of this is Savi's Workshop, a place where fans can build their own custom lightsabers. Now, if you know Star Wars, though, you know that lightsabers aren't weapons to be used lightly. Only certain people can create them. So how do you balance that in context and also have it in the park with a story, of course? Money! <laughs> Savi is a scrapper who has been collecting little pieces of lightsabers throughout the galaxies for years in hopes that one day a true hero would come into his shop with the ability to actually put them together. Just like you, Skyrim. That hero is you. <laughs> for and, $35. And 13 other people who, who can experience this at the same time. Now, I've seen the photos of the lightsabers that they're selling. Me too. These are not the plastic shit that you get in Tomorrowland. They look... They look fucking real. They look real, man. And, what? and yeah. they're the lowest priced one is like fifty five bucks. Of course they are. So there you go. I'm getting shit. ten. <laughs> no, the gift shop Does the shit you can out? buy in there is just gonna kill me alone. But yeah. Uh even the layout of the land has a story. Black Spire Outpost is one cohesive area, but in reality it's divided into three sections. On the west side is the large is a large wooded area. this is where the resistance is hiding. Uh, where fans can go and check out Rise of the Resistance, buy Resistance gear, or take your photo next to a full-scale X-Wing or A-Wing. Oh, my God. Mm. I, just, I know, right? I just I can't imagine how they're going to get me off of those fucking things. <laughs> yeah. The center sir, section... Sir, sir, please get out of there. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I, I live here now. <laughs> I saw a mouse in the motorcycle. <laughs> the center section is a large, bustling marketplace filled with food and merchandise stands and all kinds of oddities. This is where guests will find... Me. <laughs> Onaka Transport Solutions, the yes. location of the Millennium Falcon, as well as Smuggler's Run. Hondo. Then on the east side is the First Order Encampment, which is where a never-before-seen TIE fighter called the TIE Echelon has landed. Oh, that sounds fancy. And stores it's are filled Fiesta. Stores are filled with <laughs> First Order gear. The story behind Smuggler's Run is that Hondo... My dad. Yay. From uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clone Wars, Rebels, and I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up on Resistance. Uh, the devious pirate scene in Clo uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, he's bargained with Chewbacca to use the Millennium Falcon to smuggle goods, but he needs a flight crew. Uh-oh. Uh, there's, there's already a tie-in book where he spends the entire book trying to steal the Falcon from Han. Mm. 
The line takes guests through the maintenance hangars of the Ohanka Transport Solutions, which are designed to give guests constant views of the Falcon parked outside. Um, and, and they point out that how the Falcon got there is in the book. It's called Pirate's Price yep. by Lou Anders. That's the one. Hondo himself is there, too. The first time the character has been given a three-dimensional talking form. He's the second most complex animatronic character ever created by Disney behind the Navi Shaman in Pandora, wow. which I have seen. And, and that was a pretty amazing animatronic figure. Yeah. Uh, he explains the whole story to you from inside his shop. Once you get in front of the line, you're split into groups of six given boarding passes, and invited to spend a few minutes in the waiting area. Now, the waiting area is the main section of the Millennium Falcon, you know, where the Darjeeling table is and the computer yeah. is oh, and all of that. And so, so you're handing, you're, yeah, you're hanging out there. <laughs> that's, while what, you're, that's where they're going to have so many tissues, yeah. tissue dispensers. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for me. Or crying. just lotion. So, <laughs> you, so you're waiting there for your chance to fly Different the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, your boarding group is called. Everyone goes into the cockpit. <laughs> the other amazing thing about the cockpit is that being inside it is damn near a religious experience, so says the writer from io9. Oh, God. Every, Just sit in that one that they brought this last summer. Yeah. 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 You know? Every button and switch works. Oh, shit. Fuck off. The handle you pull down for light speed has a nice weight to it. You'll probably have to divert power to a specific deflector shields as well. It's glorious. But like I said, there are six of you. And the way the ride works is two people are pilots, two people are gunners, and two people are engineers. Pilots fly, gunners shoot, engineers repair. And while that may seem like you'd only want to be a pilot, working together ensures a more exciting ride. And the ride's designers assured all three stations are equally fun and rewarding. Now, this is similar. Overwatch. This is similar to a ride that they currently have in Florida at Epcot. Hmm. which is a Mission to Mars ride. And so each of you are given an assignment. Now, there's only four people in the capsule with you, but you each have an assignment. Uh, one's pilot, one's navigator, one's, you know, and you do have to work together. Mm -hmm. And so I think what they did was they kind of borrowed a little bit of that. But if you don't do it, it just does it for you. It'll do it for yeah. you, probably. <laughs> That's good to know because... Well, I they, love that ride. It's they, a lot of yeah. fun. If they tell me on the Star Wars thing yeah. that I got to pull back the, harp, the hyperspace throttle... I'll probably just start shrieking, and <laughs> that'll be the end of the ride, right? Unless it goes to hyperspace the, on its own. The okay. only thing I think of is sitting in that line for like, let's say, ten hours, right? Yeah, and like you're you're either a gunner or a pilot, but then you get a, a couple of like eight year olds be like your shield operators. Then you and, might make and they it. just fuck around, and you're just like, God damn it! I waited so long for this, you little shit. So you <laughs> have to, ruining it. Have to bring a group of five friends. That's right, because they'll they'll probably put you on with your friends. On the, other, on the other side of the park <laughs> on the other side of the park is Rise of the Resistance. And if you thought Smuggler's Run was cool, it almost feels secondary when compared to this. Now remember, we just flew the Millennium Falcon. Uh, much like Smuggler's Run, massive line area to walk through, populated with cool knickknacks throughout, a locker full of resistance outfits. You finally get to the front, BB eight will greet you, <laughs> along with a hologram of Ray. Daisy Ridley. Oh my goodness. She'll welcome you to the resistance, ask you to go on a top secret mission against the First Order. Now here's where you would expect to get on the ride, but not on this. When you leave Ray's room, you find yourself back outside in a section of the park that's not visible from anywhere else. It's a live flight deck complete with bustling communications Shit. and Poe Dameron's full-size X-Wing. Oh, Spooling up and getting ready to go into space, you'll be rushed across the, the area onto a transport, which will take you into space and onto your mission. And, and yes, Oscar Isaac reprises his role as, as Poe. 
Uh, once you get on the transport, Nian Num. Because he's still there. Voiced by the original actor. Because he's still alive. <laughs> Kip Sang Rotich, they found him, is there to fly you away. But suddenly several star destroyers join the party. You're trapped. Poe flies away to get help. So <laughs> He ditches out. <Alex. laughs> way to go. Thanks, Poe. Uh, then your transport gets sucked into the Star Destroyer's tractor beam. The doors to your transport open. You're no longer on Batuu. You are no longer in space. You are inside the Star Destroyer. You walk into a massive room about the size oh, of a high school shit. gymnasium that even fully lit. Almost none of the effects or props in place yet, it says here, has uh, still brought tears to my eyes, the, the writer from my own eye. It's all-encompassing and overwhelming. In this area, there will be a bunch of action taking place on a 100-foot screen. 50 stormtroopers, mostly stationary, but a few animatronic will greet you, as well as full-size First Order tie on the wall, full-size TIE fighter, docked and ready to go. After being greeted by the First Order, you're ushered down several more uh, expertly detailed hallways and broken up into groups of 16 to be fit into detention cells. Each group is then visited by some representation of Kylo Ren, who is in fact voiced by Adam Driver. Uh, what he says or what happens next is not explained in detail, but we know it involves a high-speed chase through the Star Destroyer in an ultra-advanced trackless car. Special effects the likes of which Disney has never done before, such as laser blasts actually flying through the air. They figured out how to do what? that. What? <laughs> Shit. They figured out how to do that. Someone's going to stand up and get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Disney should just take over the military. Sure. <laughs> there wouldn't be wars anymore. Yeah. It's true. They'd be like, I'm going to Star Wars land. Uh, sets that include a full-size at-at inside the ride. Shut the fuck aren't up. There, aren't there two? There's two of them. Yeah. You a and your, full size? Full size. And Get the fuck out of oh, here. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'm going to come. You and your friends <laughs> you and your friends will somehow escape the Star Destroyer with the help of Finn, played by John Boyega, and win the day. So, that's just a few of the fun things. Wait, that's a few. That's just a few. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of the cars for the ride? Yeah. The Ford Fiestas. They look like the old... Troop transport toy, the yep. old toy that we yeah. that we had yeah. that we that we loved, but wasn't in the movie. But well, we they, loved. They retconned it into Rebels. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, the stormtroopers used them on. Now, um, there's more. The question becomes well, the most important thing to me: How are you going to handle the crowds? Exactly, <laughs> it's going to be insane. Stormtroopers um, will shoot on sight. Scott Tilbridge, creative executive at Walt Disney Imagineering, he's in charge of Galaxy's Edge. Said uh, during the preview, he says. We can make our best guesses about what the demand is going to be, but they're just guesses until we get there. So we have a lot of different contingencies that are being evaluated and planned. And they gave some examples. Uh, when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout opened, uh, guests waited up to five hours in line that extended outside of the park gates. Now, by itself, Star Wars Rides, uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance is the longest attraction they've ever developed. He says, uh, uh, Bob Chapek, who is a, a chairman of Disney Park, says, in my opinion, this will be the most ambitious attraction that we have ever built. Uh, he did not give a specific ride time length, but bottom line, Galaxy's Edge has an experience that can easily take up an entire day. God. Uh, visitors will need to move out so that more can move in to explore. How that happens, we don't know. It's not going to happen. I so, feel like they just beat you until you leave. Exactly. No, basically, what yeah. you're going to do is pay full price admission and probably ride one fucking ride. 
It's not lost on our operators. Demand will be immense, and this is not the first time that they've done something like this on either coast. We want you to come to the park and to this land and have a great time. And if we make it a pain in the ass to do that, then you're not going to have a good time. So our whole thing is to make sure you come here and share time with your friends, share time with your family, and make it as seamless and comfortable as possible. Disney will not release the maximum capacity figure for Galaxy's Edge, nor will it say how many visitors it expects to enter on the park daily. But acre-wise, the land is larger than the Pandora World of Avatar at Disney World and Cars Land in California. God damn. Wow. So it's big. Yeah, because Cars, Land's, Cars big. Land's big. They'll probably yeah. let Land's like big. 60 people in a day. I feel like they just took over Rhode Island, guys. It's just Rhode Island. <laughs> that's that's the true trip is the flight to Rhode Island. Yeah. Yes. It's just... <laughs> so, Gosh, man, that's, that's, I just I wanted Lee here so that he could... I, I mean, but we're all squealing. Now. I'm coming. Well, I've got goosebumps, so but I'm just like, I can't imagine the nightmare that that's going to be for at least a mm. year or two. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go... Unless there's like a press event or something. Yeah. I'm not going to go on my own for at least a year. You know what's... No. Kind of where I'm They're going to have phone charges in the line. What? Oh, sorry. what did you say? I'm going there. You're I'm going? going? Same. And? I'm, going, I'm going in a few weeks. In a few weeks? Well, it won't yeah. be open by then. But well, I know, but I'm, like, going, I'm It's supposed to be June. I'm, I'm doing some recon shit. on Disneyland. I'm going like June 6th. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'll be going in a couple You're gonna weeks. going to be there like the day before it opens. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'd be all right with that. So maybe it won't be crowded. Well, if anything, if you if you're not, I mean, obviously we're all dying to see it, but you could go to that park, and I guarantee the rest of the park is going to be a fucking ghost town. Right. Amen. Amen. So, well, I still haven't seen what they've done with California Adventure yet. That all that new Pixar shit that they put in there, I haven't seen that yet. Pixar or the or the Marvel stuff? We the Pixar and the Marvel stuff. Well, they're still I, well, building. I, mean, I was just there like a couple months ago, and it's yeah. just all fenced up. They've yeah, they're still building the Marvel stuff. I imagine but, they're gearing up for late spring or early summer for all of it. But they retconned the California Screaming, uh, California Screaming roller coaster to the Incredicoaster, the Incredible. Yeah, I've ridden that, and uh, so I wanted to see that and a bunch yeah. of the other stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll be going to Star Wars Land until at least a year after it opens. I, I heard do. the first Marvel thing at California Adventure is just like some weird, like a Doctor Strange show or something. Like it's not. It's a that or a Black Panther show. I I haven't talked to Z in a while, yeah. so I'd have to find I, out. But I was in contact with Z. Oh yeah, a few days ago. That's why. That's why oh. I said I might be going. Oh. Um, in a few days. So did I'll, he have anything uh, to say? Um, come on down. Oh. <laughs> basically, just come on down. There you go. And see what see what the whole buzz is. Shout I can out just to Z. imagine like. Uh, you know, because what you can do, I mean, it's, I'm sorry, it's like giving a secret away, but if you download the app for Disney and then you pay $10, you can mm. have access to all the fast passes. Okay. Where you don't have to go to the rides. You don't oh. have to walk your ass across the park and stuff like that. So you just have an app that tells you when the fast pass is ready. Right. It's actually pretty cool because you, you, you know, right when you do it, you choose your ride like that. So you, mm-hmm. let's say Star Tours. And then you don't even have to use the Star Tours one. You, usually it's about, well, it depends on the ride itself because, like, I've had ones where, 30 minutes later, I could get in their fast pass. Mm-hmm. So there was one mm-hmm. time where I had four fast passes in my app, like ready to rock and roll. Now, how, and, now, now this was in California? Yeah. Um, because the only experience I've had with the app is in Florida, yeah. and they tie it to a wristband that you yeah, have. It's like, a, it's like a swatch. Yeah. I've heard it. In, and you go on like the day before, sign up for the yeah. next day. Yeah, and you can yeah. load up your fast passes, and and then the thing reminds you, oh, you need to go and be on the Aerosmith ride or whatever the hell it is. You know, the rock and roller roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> the rock and roller coaster with the yeah, shocker. That's my thing is like, I gotta have a fucking itinerary to go to a mm-hmm. that. Like that's the part that scares me. I, I don't do well with itineraries. And well, it's not so much an itinerary, but it's just like you know, 
it, I'll, I'll tell you though that ten bucks is worth it because if yeah, you yeah. don't do it, you have to walk your ass to each ride and slide miles. slide your your uh, park pass yeah. into the machines. Yeah, no, I've heard good things about <laughs> it that app. Sucks. So yeah, I'm but I'm saying like, but uh, like the the you and that app will get you uh, for Disneyland and California Adventure. And the ones that go the fastest are Star Tours and Guardians. Okay. And it goes by fast like that. So yeah. by the day, you know, or even uh, the Cars ride goes by fast too yeah. like that. So by, you know, like 2 p.m., it's already at like either 8 p.m. or, or sold out like mm-hmm. that, you know. So I can't imagine how fast people are going to sign up for that app day of and then try to get those Star Wars rides. Quick little tip, <laughs> Disneyland tip. If you're, uh, you know, if you're not there with your kids, if you're just there with friends, the quickest way to get on rides is single rider. Hell yes. You won't be riding with yeah. your friends, but you'll all get to go yeah. on the ride, and then you're still I had, hanging I had out. Two so. two tips that changed Disneyland for me for life. One was that they don't actually care if you bring a cooler into the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can bring food from outside of the park, which is actually a for huge you, yeah. thing for Disney, right? Mm-hmm. And they have, there's actually options for people like me in the park, which is nice, but... Uh, the other thing is, if you want to eat out, um, the the actual Main Street USA actually has some really reasonable dining options. Yeah, it's not too uh, bad. The I agree. Tortilla Joe's, the cantina. Oh, down that's there. on uh, that's on, on uh, downtown Ma- Disney. Downtown yeah. Disney, not Main Street. Yeah, yeah. the downtown Disney. Uh, the downtown Disney has some really reasonable dining options. So yeah. if you don't eat in the park, you can just eat in that Main Street. Uh, that that yeah. downtown. That's why we had a big picture of. And that's where Margarita. you. That's where you get yeah. a good. That's where you get your drink on there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that <laughs> that Tortilla Joe's has a killer guacamole platter for like ten bucks. And down mm-hmm. that downtown Disney's where they have the the void. If you went, yes, to right, Star right. Wars, and they have a. That's, I'm not sure if the Wreck-It Ralph one's still there or not. And a, and, a, and a pretty badass Lego store, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I love that Lego store. Yeah. I, I just hope I'm not so hungover. I think I feel like I'm going to die on the cars ride. <laughs> Like last time, <laughs> last time I was at Disneyland. Last time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time I went, the cars ride uh, stopped, and uh, my daughter was afraid of Lightning McQueen when she was four. And you know how childhood, early childhood uh, phobias are always kind of there. Yeah. So the ride breaks down, and we're five feet from Lightning McQueen. It just keeps going, <laughs> whatever you do, pachow, over and pachow. over. <laughs> and she's just like, Dad, when is this going to get going? I was like, are you okay? I mean, you know, you're, you're 16 now. This thing shouldn't be sc- Dad, <laughs> we were there for half an hour. Pachow! <laughs> one of the last times I got on that ride, Larry the Cable Guy was right behind me. And I was like, this is your ride. This has got to be weird. <laughs> so is that all he does now is just go through Cars Land? Nah, I man, played he, that guy. He makes a quarter million dollars just to step on stage. Wow. Shit. Fucking insane. Think about that. Last time I made a quarter million dollars was never. <laughs> but I have a quarter. But you mentioned the single rider, though. It's absolutely true. I mean, like we, we rode so many rides, especially yeah. that Cars ride. Is, is you can ride single rider. Yeah. Yes. You're not going to talk to your friends on the fucking ride. Exactly. Just go. Let's no, you want your picture I'm, taken. Uh, together. Just get in the Ford Fiesta and go. Ka-chow. Yeah, Sa- six, same thing with the, the roller coaster, too. Six months ago, I didn't think there was any chance in hell that I'd be going down there, but some things have changed. I'm so, so, I'm so proud of you, baby. Thank you, baby. Next time, uh, go to downtown Disney. Yeah. Get shit-faced. Yeah. Get on the monorail. Don't, don't plan on it. Get on the monorail. Monorail. Monorail will take you to Tomorrowland. They go right down the stairs to the Autopia is it, and drink and drive. There you go. Is the if the Autopia <laughs> finally fucking works? Oh when, yeah. When is that ride ever open? I've I've been able to get on it and ride on it all the time. I used to, I've been to the Disneyland. Autopia. Yeah, I've I've, been, I've never been on it. Yeah, really? No, nope, it's it. always broken. Last time I oh. went to it, I was like five years old. It's just those gas go karts and it Man. stinks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Those gas go karts and there's a rail in the middle of the road, so you're you know you can't drive off the road. Oh, but, if you try hard enough, you can. But you know, you, <laughs> if you pop that wheel just good enough. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that was my that was my ride. Right. I still go on it. <laughs> uh, anything else before we uh, take off, Jimmy? You got any movie reviews or anything like that? No, no. Oh, fighting with my family. Stay till the end of this episode for the uh, Jimmy interviewing the cast of 
fighting with my family. And director Stephen Merchant. And uh, WWE star Paige. And The Rock was not there. Rock was there, but he's not really like in the movie that much. Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of pops in and out. I was told that the amount of time you see him in the commercials is about how much time he's <laughs> in the movie. true. <laughs> yeah. And People are loving that new movie, New Toe Jam and Earl is out. New Toe Jam and Earl. I thought I read something about yeah, that. Yeah, Wait, Jeffy would be so happy right I now. I know. What, one it was of like the... his favorite game of yeah. all time. <laughs> that game was so dope as a kid. Yeah, it was, it was still good. Awesome. I played it Friday night with my sister. And? Well, it's a lot of fun. I'll be playing more. <laughs> I'll be, uh, my... One of the new bad guys is a troll, and he throws words at you. <laughs> That's funny. I'll have my, oh, I love it. I'll have my first two big TV interviews coming up into this week. That's right. Bleeding Cool. So, so uh, look for it uh, yeah. at bleedingcool.com. Yeah. With Lee I, George K. I, I get to interview 17 year old me from playing <laughs> from Deadly at, Class. In 17. It's going to be weird. I'm going to try not to scare the kid. Have so, you done it yet? No, I'm doing it Thursday. Okay. So the. the um, the actual interview will be up Thursday. Deadly Friday. Class, the show that y'all should be watching harder. So yeah, good. Three episodes left, and holy shit. Well, it? people are watching it harder because that show is... Is it doing well? That show yeah, is the, the double, goes up. doubling or tripling every episode. So like, yeah. Hot episode, damn. Episode Excellent. one, they were like, well, you know, people seem to like it. And then episode two, they're like, wow, it doubled its audience. Now, oh, good. Uh, for it to double its audience from episode five on episode six and seven, it's pretty phenomenal. I've been trying to tell everybody to watch oh, it's, it. It's funny because you get, you, get, uh, you get some of the... You get some of the reviews on it are just like, well, you know, despite its charming cast, it's blah 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 blah. I'm like, obviously, you're too fucking dead inside to realize what this is. And if you exactly. don't, if you don't remember the '80s as the fuck you times that it was, yeah, then it's not going to work on you. But uh, <laughs> if you remember it as the fuck you times, then it's the only yeah. show that could cast French Stewart as a serial killer. <laughs> the right. Seriously? Yeah. Really? Okay. French Stewart. Yeah. French Stewart is the Scorpio slasher, and I'm not going to spoil much by this. I'm going to spoil a tiny little bit. Uh, Marcus has to has to deal with uh, his old roommate at the boys' home, Chester, the fuckface killer. Mm-hmm. And the only way he's going to be able to get the fuckface killer is by getting his own serial killer. So they decide, being really smart kids, that they're going to break the Scorpio <laughs> slasher out of his cell <laughs> to and, hunt down the fuckface killer. And his price is a burrito. That's what he wanted. <laughs> so, and French Stewart's just fucking amazing. He's got this law. Well, there's things I need to tell you. <laughs> Jesus. He's, oh, yeah. Great right. fucking show. Anything else before we go? Uh, it's been a great week because uh, my I got my dad hooked to Marvel movies. Like, really? If you know my dad, like his favorite TV station is like Turner Classic Movies. Like He loves like old black and white movies and shit. Wow, okay. And we were sitting around and... Uh, and I, I, I made him watch uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, which is delightful. It was a good one to jump into. And, like, you don't really have to see Ant-Man to get into it. And no. I, I explained it to him. Like, he's a criminal, and he's, you know, Michael Douglas was the first one, and he gave him the suit, blah, that's it. That's all you need. And so but what was funny is, uh, so we were watching it right when the credits started. You know, he kind of turned it off. Like, no, no. No, no, there's, there's mid-credits sequences. You got you to gotta do this like that. So we saw the scene where they're on top of the parking garage. Yeah. yeah. And then they all turned to, to Ash, and my dad goes, well, what the he goes, what the fuck was what that? What the fuck like happened? That. And so then you went, so, oh! Well, I didn't I didn't show him all of Infinity War. I, I pulled up YouTube, and I just showed him where Thanos snapped his fingers, and they all started turning to ash. My dad goes, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but then all of a sudden, like, uh, the other night, like, he was just, he turned on Netflix, and all of a sudden, he just, I, I was like, what are you watching? And all of a sudden, Black Panther. He there started, it is. Just started firing it up himself, and he's just like, I, I heard it's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then we, we watched it. And he's like, that was really fucking good. And it is. Like, yeah. So then, as we record this, uh, 
he's going to come watch Captain Marvel. <laughs> should have won an Oscar. Yeah, that's right. That's another tomorrow. He did win an Oscar. Well, I should have won another one. Not that cornball Greenbelt shit. I yeah. I was shocked. They about that played one. it yeah. so fucking safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, I was like, come well, on. I, I think uh, Jimmy, you told me what the it was. You, I think a year ago, told me like what the average age of an Academy voter was. Well, so. I I said that you know it's it is a, it is you know old white men. It's changing. Yeah. I mean, Shape of, Shape of Water wouldn't have won no. with that, no. but clearly they're, they're still sticking around because there were so many better options. Oh, and one of my co-writers was pumped up about, and she's like 25, and she was so pumped up about Green Book winning, and I'm like, well, I, I, want you, I, want you to, I want you to do a couple search words, and I yeah. passed on some search words about the, the kids of the... Uh, the Mahershala Ali, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what they've had to so say good. about it, and they're just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, if you don't understand whitewashing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not that's not fucking Vigo's character story, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, Council and I were talking about it a little bit. I mean, he was livid too, like that, and and I liked Green Book. I thought it yeah. was all right, but it, it ain't good. fucking best. It ain't picture. the best. Picture. <laughs> no, it ain't best not I a fucking. Best. I like I like the faces on the crowd. <laughs> oh, especially Spike Lee. Oh. <laughs> did you guys Did you guys see uh, Bozeman's reaction when yeah. they announced it? No. It, was, it was brilliant. Go if you haven't go seen find it, it. Go yeah, back and look for Chadwick Boseman's reaction. Is it just on the live the no, live feed? It's, it's brilliant. It's because, brilliant. Because, like it, it's, it shows him fa- like cameras shows, facing the stage, yeah, looking at the stage. All, all of a sudden, he does this. The winner is Green Book, and he looks back and goes. He he looks back at the camera and goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like these motherfuckers. It's yeah. like the look on his face is fucking. Oh nice. yeah. it He's is like, brilliant. These motherfuckers right here. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely pulled their punch, and All they right. they could have done something so much cooler. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, buy tickets. Drybarcomedy.com or tour.drybarcomedy.com. I'm, I'm going to be in uh, Cali. I'm going to be in. Rochester, you're headed York. to Rochester, seventh yeah. and the ninth. Yeah, uh, Columbus, Ohio, on the twelfth. Cincinnati yeah. on the thirteenth. Dayton, Ohio, on the fourteenth. Ontario, California. Uh, update, actually, update oh. on that. Um, the 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 show is now the eighteenth. The one that was on t- the uh, the twentieth in Irvine is mm-hmm. now going to be on the eighteenth. And then the 19th, we're going to be in Ontario. Okay. And then the 21st, we'll be in San Diego. And then the 22nd, 23rd, I'll be home in Ogden yelling jokes for you in a city that <laughs> smells like dog food. What's up? <laughs> All right. We're good? Uh, All yeah. right. Uh, let's, let's get back to the episode pre-Malone in just a moment. Oh, yeah. Please to enjoy. Haster Games at 6831 South State, or you can go to hastergames.com. If you're a gamer, you like to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you're going to love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, but they will buy your pre-owned board games and Magic products as well. Mondays are now board game nights at Haster Games. If you're looking to play some great games with some great people, Monday night is board game night at Haster Games. They have a couple of weekly groups, one playing strategy board games, the other playing more party-type games. Stop on by and give one or the other a try at least. Haster has open board gaming all the time. Feel free to grab one of your games from their 300 games library and just give it a try. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. As they say, it's a great place to stay and play. Haster Games. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. 
so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about My Workout Buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals. So I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, My Workout Buddy will. So you will come to my gym. Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at MyWorkoutBuddySLC or email me, MyWorkoutBuddySLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says, hey, you'll get half off of your first session, MyWorkoutBuddySLC. And we're rolling. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're back. All right. We are. We're back. We're back. We lost. A little delay, but it's good. So uh, our friend uh, James Acosta has sent me this because, you know, Easter is coming. Easter? And the What f- does that celebrate? I'm not sure. Is it a fertility rate? It's my, Re- renewal. I think. Does it have something to do St. with? St. Patrick's is only in like two weeks. But Easter is coming. Does it have something to do with fucking? I think fucking. Okay. Um, but uh, the you know the the chocolate bunnies that you get for the hollow chocolate bunnies. Yeah. How does that have anything to do with fucking? I know, right? Mm. I guess they have these now. What? Oh, it's a hollow chocolate R two D two. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's now, right. That seems fine. I wish I had small children again because it would be R two D two that brought them their eggs every year. Thing is, though, it says Happy Easter on the package, but is this really R two D two died for your sins? I guess. R2-D2 doesn't lay eggs. I mean... What does that have to do with do, anything? Does this have to just be Easter? Does Easter... Well, <laughs> no, oh it could God, be for everything. Around. For Valentine's yeah. Day. I need that va- for lunch. Anniversaries. I want Day of the Dead I'm gonna stock up. R2-D2. I'm going to stock up and freeze them. There you go. I wish they weren't made with milk. All right. Milk. 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 Did you say milk? I did. Milk is... Uh, I, can't pronounce, I can't pronounce eyes. Milk! <laughs> milk! Brother! All right. Drink my hot Kool-Aid. Uh. Milk! <laughs> So <laughs> it's milk, 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 milk. So in nom, nom, nom. in this in this time of of remakes and reboots, oh, Hollywood today. Yes, I don't like looking at the paper. It makes me upset. The paper has betrayed You're, me every single. You time. know what's funny is you are totally taking. Oh the, my fucking god! Carrie, remember, I used to do this. This used to be my job. That was your job. I would right, sit and spy on your, yeah. and that's why I've moved to the other Kari, side. Of the yeah, I can because it hurt you because of the light. I can read it through the back. Kari, Kari, I already read uh, it. We've moved past Easter. We don't want to hear about your fucking god. <laughs> oh my fucking Jesus! I like to touch his feet. <laughs> or the, new, the my my new favorite touch expletive from the magicians. Uh, Margot now likes to yell Jesus tits. Jesus. Oh wait, now oh, I've read man. through. I've read through. Well, the, I've already read this, and I have feelings. The new season of the magicians. Side note is really how, good. How, so it is really good. How did so the magicians good. just become about human relationships and frailty? I don't know, it's but so I love good it. That I almost wrote a fanfic. It's so Can we good. talk about what Carrie has? Yes. No, actually, I would like to delay this for as long as humanly possible. Because I've seen I've, this. I've seen the original. I've seen what it's based on. Carrie, like. I've never seen the original. But, 
What the I've fuck never is seen wrong it. with you? Well, I've guess. never seen it. No, Gary. I understand. It came it's out, not it came Gary. Out, it came out Gary. before my time. It's Say your words. Michael. Michael. Oh, Lost Boys. Michael. How long can we delay this for? Dan Can I make an admission? James Put your sword away. Can I make a quick admission? I've seen Lost Boys 14 times, but never once not on acid. Oh, what? So I have no fucking idea. I used to cut class when I was going to school at Cypress. Lost Boys? And I've seen it like 52 times. Do you like so you know, the only The only scene in Lost Boys that I can remember, and this is not a good scene to see on acid, is when he bites into that guy's head like it's an orange. Oh. Well, then, you're eating maggots. Who bites oranges? Do you like worms? Tony and Lee need to see this. They yeah. need to sit down and have a play I'm date. So I've ready. seen this movie so many fucking times. Anyway. Uh, I hear it's got a guy with a saxophone in it. Saxophone. Oh, they got to have saxophone guy. <laughs> That's and true. I still believe. Isn't it a, it a Joel and I still Schumacher believe. movie? It is. It is a Joel Didn't Schumacher Joel movie. Joel Schumacher. Hurt no, me? it's not. It is a Joel Schumacher movie. It is a Joel Schumacher movie. It's got all. The, the, it's got all so the neon. And, right it's got okay. all the neon and leather boys you need for a Joel Schumacher. <laughs> it's movie. got a guy playing saxophone in chainmail. Bisexual That's lighting. Saxophone. <laughs> That's right. Saxophone. And it might well, be the guy from Mad Max. Beyond do you guys think we can interrupt Carrie a couple more times before he says this? I'm not ready. Well, it's going to get worse. <gasps> I still believe. Because the director of the pilot for oh. the Lost Boys TV series. TV on uh, Sci-Fi. Okay. Was it on Sci-Fi? It's on Sci-Fi. Oh, no. it's going to be great. I didn't see where it was. It, my story it's, it's, didn't have that. Is it on Sci-Fi? It's Sci-Fi. I have been very much following this With 50% less mullets. Okay. Please, God. But the, the, the director for the pilot is Catherine Hardwick. What? Directed the Twilight Saga, the first movie in the Twilight Saga. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, well, that's oh, the best God. one. Everyone knows. Uh, oh, it's the CW, not sci-fi. Oh, CW. Oh, CW. Oh, that's, oh it's gonna oh, be so watered better. down. My eyes <laughs> twitching. And I still believe. I still believe. The I fuckers, still believe. The However, behind that abortion Riverdale. On the on the plus side. <laughs> Excuse me. It's gonna uh, be so full of attractive people because it's on CW. So that's good. It's true. Uh, Teen Wolf's Michael Posey and Keely Sanchez will play son and mother Michael, Michael! and Lucy Michael! Emerson, who find themselves moving to Santa Carla after Lucy's husband passes away, along with Michael's brother, Sam. Michael. 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 The town doesn't just give them an opportunity to move on from their loss, however, as Michael and Sam suddenly find themselves drawn into the seedy, ever-youthful underworld of Santa Clara's secretive vampire community. Mm. The last episode, the last episode, the grandpa has to say, I always like Santa Clara. But I was just sick of all these goddamn vampires. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, People are strange when you're a stranger. Oh, that's uh, Echo and the Bunnymen covering yeah. the doors. Oh, people are strange. That was yeah, that was strange. actually good. It was a good I cover. And, a karaoke they, uh, original. And I'll tell you what, and it was Joel Schumacher. Yeah. I looked it up. Verification it. right Didn't, there. Aren't they recasting the Frog Brothers? Uh, Who's going to be the Frog Brothers? That's very important. That has not been cast, but there is uh, a feeling that it may be the Frog Sisters. Good. Move on. Oh, right. oh, Shannon hates women. Shannon, oh, my oh, <laughs> We should also set it. We should set it in Mexico because I want to hear this. Miguel. 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 Oh, I like that. Actually... Eating maggots. Uh, let's Miguel. see. Um, Posey and Sanchez will be joined in the pilot by uh, Medallion Rahimi and Dakota Shapiro, who will play Michael's gateway into the vampire world. Those aren't names. In the form of David and Stella. A version, uh, a version of Star played by oh, 
Jamie, Jamie Gertz. Mm. Oh, Jamie Gertz. Oh. oh, I love you. Jamie Gertz, if you're listening right you now, I love you so much. licking your microphone. Oh, oh my God. God. If I could. Oh, we just, did, man. I mean, if I could just, is, if I could just how does, brush your cheek with my hand. How can this be so be repulsive and erotic at this I know, right? Yeah. Oh, Jamie Gertz. I feel something. How do you spell the last name? I'm looking them up. Gertz? Uh, it's J-O-H-N-S-O-N. No, it's G-E-R-T-Z. God damn Oh, you mean all those other people? Anyway, I'm not um, finding a Jamie. Gertz Michael, here. but uh, Stella, Stella is a boardwalk concession stand worker who strikes up a friendship with Michael. Michael, but hides her own secret. Her boyfriend David if, is a vampire, wildly in love with his human partner under Stella's thumb. There's all if the Kiefer Sutherland on. doesn't okay, show up this. in this show at all, I won't fuck believe. that show. Jamie, Gertz. I will not still believe. I think he should be like the king of the vampires. Didn't he just sign on for 24 again? Isn't he oh, Jamie Gertz. I wish. Jamie Gertz is this lady. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shannon and I oh just God. fell in oh, love with Jesus. her in that movie. All right. Yep. And then um, Bill and... Uh, Bill. Alex, Alex Winters is in it. As a yeah, vampire. Alex Winter. He's yep. He wears that great coat that I wanted. Doesn't he get crucified like, on some antlers? Yes, he does. Because I he remember wears, that. He wears that great coat that's made out of carpets. And then um, I, made of carpet. The carpet. And, and and then I wanted uh, I wanted Kiefer Sutherland's hair. Yeah, that oh, he we had all did. Mullet? He had a really yeah. You wanted amazing, the mullet? Yeah, like the a, bleach mullet. But it was bleach, but it was spiky on the top and was, long in the back. It was a real party in the front Woo! business. And, Iron in the back. No, Woo! other way around. Boys. It was party. I just, there's parties I just, everywhere. I just wonder if I could watch that movie without LSD. Well, well we could find out. You could. It's it holds up. It doesn't. <laughs> like, really, also, like, really, like all Schumacher movies. I was really going to say that exactly. Yeah. Has any Schumacher movie held up? Yeah, really yeah does. Uh, uh, phone, phone booth. Phone booth. Um, was that a Schumacher? Yeah. Does it hold up? Yeah. Okay. Sure. What the fuck? Um, and it does like 200% less neon on Leather Boys. I'll go with it. Yeah. And I still believe. <laughs> no, seriously, though, that's the only other sax. <laughs> And I still believe. little sister. That's the only other saxophone player I can think of that got into the part as hard as the Leather Boy saxophone player in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. That's true. Because when he gets up and Auntie's like talking about all the awesomeness and that saxophone guy is in the background. And the wind is blowing. Yeah, and he keeps arching his back like he's holding the world's largest penis. No, because that's the key to getting that note is he had to. You got to arch it. Which is completely against, you know, what. The whole okay, diaphragm. I do have homework for all of you out there, though. Because if you want an 80s Thou movie that... shall not kill. If you want an 80s movie that doesn't suck, you need to go back and watch uh, Streets of Fire, Rock and Shut Roll Shut the fuck. That bullshit. <laughs> Shannon disagrees. Actually, no. Listen, I love that movie, too. Amazing. No. That's a Walter Hill movie. The guy that did... Uh, only, only two good things came out of that movie. I'm ready. Uh, we got we got to look at Diane Lane a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. she was yeah. barely eighteen, dude. That's true, yeah. but but it was good. What is that? Yeah. What was the big song from that though? Well, the best song from that movie was Dan Hartman. I think I can dream about you. Uh-huh. I can dream about okay, you. Here's the interesting part about that movie. No, as I've been studying concrete. No, it's moving side, moving, moving sidewalks. Moving sidewalks. Yeah. I can't see under my feet. Yeah. That's it's a great how song. the words go. Oh, it is a really terrifying. good song. Anyway, so, yes. uh, the, the songs were all written by Meatloaf's writer. Oh, I love Meatloaf. Steinman? Jim Steinman? All of all Diane Lane's songs were written by him. And like four different ladies provided the voice, but they merged them all together. 
just real. It's okay. a trippy ass movie. Okay, while we're talking about Jim Steinman, plus you have Will, oh, of course, plus, plus you have, Willem, of course, you have something about Jim. Plus you have, plus you have, plus you have Willem Dafoe wearing leather hip waders as the villain. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song, but it's not really a song. It's Jim Steinman performing, and I can't remember what it's called. But it's he goes on for four or five minutes about how he killed his parents with a Fender guitar. I killed my parents with, with a Fender, Fender guitar. guitar. No, there's no singing. It was, oh, God not, damn it, Terry. It was him acting. Acting. Oh. You know. Acting. Well, how is it a song? It's on his solo album. He did an album. I think you album. made this up in your head. No. It's he, like a no, I think bit. it's real. I, I will play it for you. You can look it up on YouTube, but it, it, I kind of know it by heart because okay. it's so bad. Okay. There's two Put things. your sword away. There's two things I know. Put the fucking sword Put the away. sword away. I don't think that really happened. You have so much to and live two, for. If I were a Power Ranger, this would be a flute. Okay. It goes. It goes. Let me, let me see how much I can. That's get the Dragon's okay. song. I remember everything! Sam Kinison? I remember every little thing. As William it happened Shatner? only yesterday. <laughs> That's Steinman. He, 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 so he, was, he, was, he was Meatloaf. He was doing his. Because he made Meatloaf famous. He, right. And so he decided, I could do that. Well, I, I'm so glad to know the mystery behind Meatloaf's success. <laughs> I, it's true. It's no mystery. Other than, like, The Apprentice. I was barely 17, and I once killed a boy with a Fender guitar. What? I don't remember if it was a Stratocaster or a Telecaster, but I do remember it had a heart of chrome and a voice like a horny angel. Oh, my, oh my God. That's terrible. Wow. I'm touched. That's, like, bad. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's just terrible. I don't know. I'm kind of liking it. I'm digging it. Yeah, I, used to, it. I used to listen to that and laugh. You know oh, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find this and I'm gonna illustrate it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be my ticket out of this one bucket town. So yeah, I want to go to a two bucket one town. Bucket town? <laughs> this town only has one bucket. Took my guitar. One bucket of what? And I smashed Bullshit it against the lately. wall. Yeah. <laughs> I smashed it against the car. I smashed it against the body of a varsity cheerleader. I still believe, yeah. and I still yeah. believe. Anyway. Uh, your, wife, your wife's upstairs wondering when this became what? the exactly. musical episode. Exactly. <laughs> finally, this. <laughs> finally, this. Are you still finally. watching? Are you still watching Legion? Yeah. Still, well, it like, hasn't started yet. Has hasn't it? started. The season uh, the three second, is, second season. But we're in two seasons. Yeah. This this will be the last season, yeah. the third yeah. season. Because they're 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 telling a whole because story in three seasons. They don't want to drive anybody crazy. Mm-hmm. And right. they and they casted the Professor X. Well, and, and that's why I've been saving this story. This has been out for a month or more. I've yeah. been saving the story because I wanted you to help me with this story and comment. Well, on it's, this story. it's it's weird because it turns out they really did kick a bucket of molten gold over this actor's head in <laughs> Game of Thrones. And when they peeled the bucket of molten gold off of his head, yeah. he had no hair. And he so, was perfect nice. for Professor X. Yeah, Viserys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Oh, he was like one of the easiest characters to hate in that show. Yeah. And he so was only on for like three episodes. Him and Joffrey, you were like, I hate yeah. this guy. Fuck, yep. I don't like Fuck him. Fuck both yep. these guys. He Joff- touched his sister's boob and that's weird. Did you oh, know that uh, Joffrey yeah. translates weird. directly to weasel yeah. liquor? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. weasel liquor. So, oh, that- Joffrey's like, I don't want to act anymore. Yeah, everybody really? hates me. Yeah, because yeah, everybody yeah. hates him. He's, yeah. he's yeah. pulling a Jake Lloyd. He's, he's disappearing. Good. Yeah, but uh, without the without the trauma. like. You yeah. Know. yeah, Harry Lloyd is the name of the actor. Mm-hmm. Will be playing David Holler's father, Professor, uh, Professor Charles, Xavier. Charles Xavier. Yeah. So uh, and uh, that's weird because there's not much of an age difference. Uh, let's see. Uh, David's mother will be played well, it might by be, it might be flashbacks. Uh, Mr. Robot's scheming lady Macbeth, Joanna Wellick. Oh man, is uh, Mr. Beep Boop such a good show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
in the comics, Gabriel Haller was a Holocaust survivor who spent years in a catatonic state for, from her traumas uh, before Charles Xavier was brought in by her doctor to use his psychic powers in an attempt to break through the mental barriers that she had erected. It worked. And in her recovery process, the two fell in love. They had a whirlwind romance in Israel before amicably breaking up with Xavier leaving Israel unaware that Gabrielle was pregnant with David. Oh, snap. Pregnant with crazy baby. So uh, Noah Hawley, who is the showrunner, uh, has long said that the story he this is the story he planned to tell would be uh, three seasons. That's all he's doing. Uh, and uh, that's that's what you're going to get. So he's, between that and Fargo, June. that is one busy fucking, fucking Fargo day. man. Yeah, one busy dude. Now I got a question: Is my brain on crazy pills, or in the comics was Legion's mom Moira McTaggart? I thought that's what she I was, was just thinking I think too. She was Moira okay. McTaggart. Okay, oh, I maybe just, this. Yeah. I, but the, but uh, they don't have to stick to that for the TV show. That's just right. what I remember from the comics. I don't know. This, this says in the comics is that's what and happened, and, and, and that maybe I'm it's wrong. altogether possible because this website uh, could be wrong. Eh, so many things could be wrong. All I know is one thing: <laughs> I still believe. Do you? And I still believe. Let's go. Stop it! Stop bringing that great song up. That great song. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. It's no, you know, cry little sister or whatever the fuck that song was. That song's great. Cry little sister. Yeah. God damn it, Daddy! <laughs> you know I love you. But you've got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll. <laughs> he, he drew the sword again. Put the sword away. Put Sorry. the fucking call sword the cops. away. <laughs> it's so scary. Games. Somebody games. call the cops. Games. Please. All right, games. Uh, let's. Oh, you know what? Um, there's a game coming out called My Little Riding Champion for the Switch. It's about riding horses. Hmm. That's. Mm. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, Devil May Cry 5 is coming out this week. DMC 5? DMC 5. Or DMCV? Yes, <laughs> DMCV. Uh, this one actually looks kind of, uh, pretty cool. Um, I haven't been a fan of the Devil May Cry series for a little bit, but this one might pull me back They're in. They're a little weird. Yeah, but this one, this one looks pretty neat. That's no um, Bayonetta. We got uh, Nintendo on the Nintendo 3DS, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Uh, Lego Marvel Collection. Nope, nope. I've... I've gone too far. That's next week. <laughs> I'm done. Kirby's Epic Yarn. That's it. That's it's, it. And it's weird because yeah, there's only a couple games coming out this week. It's uh, they give you a periphery of two knitting needles as Kirby. You yeah, have to make a scarf. It's it's you know, but but it works. And mittens. Yeah. <laughs> the the socks. Darning the socks is the hardest part. You ever darned socks, Tony? No. You ever darned hmm. a sock. I'm I'm amazed that my brain pulled that out of wherever it pulled things from. Uh, pulled it out of some old timey place. I guess so. <laughs> That, that little tiny old timey place in that, my brain. That is a that is a Texas size ten four. Good work, spare parts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You are just a bunch of spare parts, aren't you, bud? Well, they're good spare parts. <laughs> Top of the line. They're quality. Aftermarket quality. <laughs> I'm just as God made me, sir. Yeah, that's what I appreciate, Sebastian Tony. He had extra uh, parts and he made me. That's right. Uh Mr. B, if if you would. Please. Are you ready? Are you ready for this one? I think we're okay. let's go let's go eat. Child eat more. Oh, you added a syllable and ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, done. I quit. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, this film is so heartwarming and just and joyful. Um, I'm curious, you know, in the film it says you knew that you wanted to be a wrestler when you were the age of 13. 13, yeah. 13. And so at what point did you know that you wanted to write and direct this movie? 
as a, someone who wanted to write and direct, probably from a similar age, actually, I had similar ambitions. And I think that's one of the reasons I really responded and related to Paige's story. I think that idea of having a very strong desire and a dream yeah. from a young age, wanting to pursue that, and finding it challenging, you know, there's there's obstacles you hit along the way, yeah. and uh, sort of fighting on, battling on through them. So, um, but I didn't know I want to tell this particular story until uh, my dear friend Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> sent me a documentary about Paige and her family, and okay. I just, having not known anything about wrestling, was just completely won over by them and and their relationship and their and, and Paige's journey. Yeah, for both of you, uh, who influenced your careers growing up? My family, first and foremost, obviously, because I wouldn't be here if I wasn't wrestling since the womb because of my mother. Yeah. But um, also, WWE, uh, there was a female wrestler called Bona Cano and another wrestler called Leah, and I was a really big fan of Dwayne and Stone Cold Steve Austin, so yeah. those are the dream team. Uh, well, I was very... Uh Inspired by just a lot of kind of comedy people, people like John Cleese, yeah. you know, who from Monty Python, who um, grew up uh, near my hometown and also studied in my hometown. And he was very tall and he wrote and directed things. And I just thought, well, I'm tall. Yeah. Is that all you need? <laughs> um, and, and so I, he was a big inspiration for yeah. me. Uh, I mean, you can choose a different one if you want to, but if you both had to uh, choose an entrance song to go into a wrestling ring, what would you choose? Well, of course, people write Paige's entrance. Yeah, yeah. but although I would have another one. Uh, I don't know if you know the wrestler Edge, but he has a very, very cool song, and I would use his if mine wasn't obviously available. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a really old song, I think it's from the 20s or 30s, I think it's called um, something to do with um, your, feet are too, your feet are too big. <laughs> um, seems to be the main chorus, and that, I feel like that would be appropriate. <laughs> have you had a chance to see the film yet? And if oh, you, a bunch of times, yeah. I love it. I, I truly love it. How accurate is it to your real family? Yeah, I would say like 95%. Like I said, like it's always like a little bit tweaked for Hollywood, obviously, but yeah. not a lot of it. That's the thing, it's, it's, it's very, very on point. And is it odd to watch your, your life on the screen? It's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird, so surreal. And just going, getting to watch it sitting next to Florence, who plays me, is all, like mind-blowing in itself. I'm yeah. just like, you like me. Like, what? this is so strange. <laughs> what was the hardest scene to film? Well, there's a, there's a scene which I don't want to uh, give too much away, but there's a scene in which we had to film at the Staples Center in front of 20,000 real oh, wow. diehard fans, many of whom had either seen uh, Paige's real-life match or, or were there. Yeah. And uh, suddenly Florence, you know, who's only been wrestling for you know a week or so before, has to go out there and recreate this match. And yeah. I was incredibly nervous um, for her. Uh, but she told me that she really felt like a wrestler. She felt like the real page when she was lying on the mat at one point and an eight-year-old boy was just screaming, you suck! <laughs> and, um, and she thought, well, you know, this, we're doing something right. Yeah. That's kind of the, that's, well, that's kind of the reaction yeah. that you get. But the Dwayne part is funny too. Well, Dwayne the... very uh, sweetly agreed to come down and kind of MC the event, yeah. right? So we got all these fans there. He's going to come out. He's going to explain we're doing this movie. I said to him, "Look, we've only got one hour to shoot this scene. Don't yeah. get carried away." <laughs> he did twenty minutes on the microphone. <laughs> he's talking to the fans. He's making phone calls, doing the catchphrases. Can you smell? I'm thinking we can smell it. Go on with it. <laughs> Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Absolute pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, this film is so full of joy and so heartwarming. And I'm wondering, what was the first connection you had with your real life counterpart? I haven't had mine. Yet. I'm waiting. No. Tomorrow, I yeah. think, is the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. Nice. For me, I actually only met Paige about three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I'd known, we'd been in contact and spoke all the time beforehand, but at the time when we started filming this film, she had just had a neck injury and she couldn't be flying about. Oh. Um, and so uh, I didn't get to meet her. And um, three weeks ago, we meet and we're essentially the same person, except she has black hair and I have blonde hair. <laughs> um, 
You're but like yeah. mirrors. We are, and we even sit the same way. And then when we realize that we're sat the same way, we then move and then do the exact same position. <laughs> How much uh, training did you get to do, and what was your favorite wrestling move to pull off? I didn't, obviously, France did yeah. an insane amount of it. I got to do the family fight, which I loved. Mm. Um, <laughs> so much fun. And what was the other bit? Oh, your what favorite move. What move did you like? I think just all of that kind of, it was more like the sort of, because it's that Physicality sort of, of grassroots all. wrestling, all of that yeah. crowd involvement where you yeah. live in these little <laughs> venues and it's <clears throat> charged between them and the crowd. Yeah. It's such a, a direct connection, which I don't think you get in other sports, you yeah. know what I mean? Sure. So I kind of, I enjoyed that element of it. That's yeah. definitely, and in, in the family fight, the first family fight, that's the main bit that you get to see. Is there, um... <laughs> their their colours yeah. come out yeah. in that first fight, and it's not even about the wrestling moves. It's just about them being awesome at being foul <laughs> to the crowd. <laughs> if you were a wrestler, what would your entrance song be? Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! I'm so sorry. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> sorry. No, you're fine. Oh god! I'm gonna be thinking about that now. Maybe Tina Turner, Proud Mary. Ooh. Maybe something from Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd come out and go, oh, wee, 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 and then I'd like, would kick them. <laughs> They'd be like, what's going on? Are we in jungle? <laughs> no. no, we're in the rain. <laughs> what I love about it is just the humor in this film, and I'm curious who's your influences on your style of humor. Um, the humor, we, I think we have to give uh, Stephen complete credit for that. I remember <laughs> when uh, signing on to do this film, I remember talking to my friends and saying, how am I going to be funny? Like, I'm going to be around all these funny people and there's so many funny lines. And I remember them saying, you are literally doing a film with the king of comedy. Yeah, He's going to make you funny. Yeah. Don't worry. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. What I did love about Stephen is if you weren't doing your line right, he'd be like, yeah, it's not funny the way that you're saying it. So <laughs> say it like this. Just flat out say it. Literally, it's yeah, say it like, like this. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um. And do you think you'll keep up with the training? Yeah. I actually have. I've kept with my my same trainer. Um, have you? We, yeah. When we got started training, we we uh, got Is heavily that you into. running at the board? Is that yes, thing? we okay. got heavily That's into CrossFit. Oh, well. And my trainer James Shields, he got um, me ready for the film, and actually has got me ready for a couple of other things that I'd done last year. So we've carried on training together, and yeah. I really enjoy it. And last question: Do either of you have a favorite wrestler? Paige, I have, Paige, yeah. I have to. I have to. Paige awesome. or uh, R.I.P. Big Daddy Giant Haystacks. You're oh. going to have to look that up. <laughs> that shows my age. <laughs> Absolute pleasure meeting you both. Thank you nice so much. To Lovely you. to yeah. meet you. Have a great day. Bye. Absolute pleasure meeting both you guys. Thanks. This Thank film you. is so full of heart and joy. Like, it, it's so great. When you got the script, what was the first thing you connected with your real-life counterpart? I mean, his, his, sense, his sense of humor, yeah. probably, and um, his uh, sense of loyalty. I really loved. I, lo I think that's a massive thing in the whole film and in everybody in general. Yeah. And just how much like uh, having a dream and how much you're sort of willing to chuck away and how, how far you're willing to go to have a dream. And I think it's a very it's a brilliant context to sort of explore that kind of thing and in a family yeah. because like how how willing would you be to sort of stab your brother in the back? <laughs> get... I think what Stephen's done in this film too is it's quite interesting that only half of it is successful, you know. Yeah. Your character doesn't succeed, he doesn't yeah, get like the that. dream, you know. I don't think you see that very often in, in, yeah. a, in a romantic comedy. Uh, romantic? Yeah, <laughs> in a wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I know you, can, you both can hold your own on this. Like, what was the percentage of you doing your own stunts compared to having somebody else do it? 
Uh, well, I think we, I mean, I speak for myself here, but I did all of it. Nice. Uh, but then whether or not, I think they do it too with the stuntmen and it's about what shot they need essentially. So uh, I like wrestling very much and I'm yeah. a role, you know, I, I, I like rough and tumble with men, um, <laughs> sometimes shirtless. Uh, so yeah, a chance to actually get in a ring and train for two weeks and be knocked about. And I think when like we spent two days shooting the big wrestling scene that we did, like the Chris Massacre and stuff. Yeah. And the one before that too. The one the as a whole one. family. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you, but you're I think it's important to, to show the other wrestlers, yeah. from my point of view, that I'm not taking what they do lightly by yeah. not giving it 100%, you know. Now you mentioned you like wrestling. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, I'd probably have to say The Rock because I can see him looking at me from the poster. <laughs> Even the poster could probably beat me up. Uh, but Stone Cold, you know, when he won, he came out with a beer and sprayed beer over yeah. everyone. I thought that was pretty cool. What about you? Uh, I, I wasn't as big into it. I, I do, my brother is, and I remember, is it Kane? Kane, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kane, is Kane the one with the chuckles? Yeah, Kane is The Undertaker's brother. That one. Who is now a mayor in an American town, right? Kane? Really? Yeah, he's a mayor. The real life Kane? Yeah. I think he doesn't dress as Kane anymore. No, no. Should be weird. his cape at home. If you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance song? Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. Something like the Lambeth Walk. <laughs> it's like a Cockney song. So yeah, my wrestling alter ego is called Cockney Lump. So I think it would. Oh, God save the Queen. God, that's a good one. I, d I don't know. I've got no idea. Um, I think they'd want it to be like a bagpipe, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd play on your Flower of Scotland or yeah, or something by by the Proclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd walk five hundred miles. They'd call you WWE would insist you were called something like Kid Thistle. Yeah. yeah. See, I think I do it like the Simpsons did in Be Why Can't We Be Friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, you sir. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>